symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. Got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab, and he said, "By the way, we've discovered a base." The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, all fellow Skywatchers across the land. We're back for another exciting live episode on Skywatchers Radio. I am one of the dual co-hosts on the show, Angel. And as always, joining me tonight on the show is my good friend, Alan Weiler. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great tonight. I had a wonderful, wonderful uh, week or so to myself, taking care of all sorts of wonderful things and popping my head outside, watching all sorts of things going on in the sky. Well, that was surely wonderful. That when you popped your head out in the sky, did you uh, notice uh, we're going to have a long winter this year? No, I'm not a gerbil, or is oh, it okay. a gopher, or is it gopher, gerbil, yeah, gopher, gopher, hedgehog, uh, salamander? I always lose track. What animal is it? I don't know, but it's a, it kind of looks like you a little bit, a little hairier though, just a little bit. Uh, oh, okay, just a little bit hairier. Okay, yeah, just a little you bit. know. Well, that's Especially why I stopped top. wearing those. Ve- yeah, thanks. That's why I stopped wearing those GoPro suits. They really, really hurt when you take them off. Yeah, they do. They really do. I got nothing else, but we're lost on that one. Anyway, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go any further because I'm gonna hurt your feelings. But uh, you know, somebody who doesn't hey, hey, look listen, like a gopher. I, I, you know, if I if I went to the Halloween store, I could put on wings and be bat squatch. Yeah, you you know what? A little shorter, but you actually could pull off a good bat squatch. Oh, speaking of that noise, you know what they did this oh, week? Oh, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Just hold that thought, my friend. Just hold it right there because I, I want to say that uh, one gentleman who doesn't look like a gopher is a gentleman who's going to be on the show with us in about 25 minutes. Mr. Justin Brown we, will be with us. And I was just talking to uh, Alan here about uh, Justin uh, before the show. And a uh, really cool guy. He's a radio broadcaster. He has he had a really cool show called Unified Field Radio, and uh, it's making a comeback. We're we actually are talking about bringing it to PSN Radio, and uh, he's yeah, a ufologist. A, a Go ahead. I got a question. If it's Unified Field Radio, what station would that broadcast on, or every station? Right. Anyway, moving on. He is going to be on. P- Come on. He's going to be on PSN Radio. Follow along. He'll be on PSN Radio uh, pretty soon. And uh, like I said, he's a very cool guy, very cool individual. And uh, you guys are going to love him. And he's a ufologist like the rest of us, a sky watcher. He loves uh, what we talk about here. He's interviewed a lot of the same kind of folks that we've interviewed. And we're going to kind of pick his brain later on some of his uh, interviews and some of his favorite interviews. Cause, I mean, I'm sure there's always somebody that sticks out in his mind. Like, for example, for me, uh, Travis Walton always sticks out in my mind. It's one of my favorite interviews. Like, thank you, Alan, for hooking me up on that one, by the way. I always eternally am grateful. You for always got to plug that, don't you? It's, it's like yes. you're beating a dead horse that but was abducted by an so alien. It's so cool, man. I love right Travis. To the cow. 
Travis is my boy. I love Travis. He's a good nah, guy. Tra- no, nah, Travis is a great guy. But you know, you don't have to keep on plugging that. I'm the guy who got you. You are. I I always got to thank you for that, man. It's like I owe you. Uh, no problem, man. Wait till you see who I got uh, <laughs> next lined up for the next couple of years. <laughs> Jeez, we have to wait that long. But anyway, uh, no. But like, he's interviewed a lot of the same folks, like Travis. Uh, well, I don't know if he's interviewed Travis actually, but you know, a lot of the same people that we talk to, and uh, it's always fun to talk to other people. The interview, the same right. kind of people, because you, know, you can always, yeah, you can kind of cross, uh, you know, you know, trade notes almost with these dudes, you know, like because he's another host just like us. So it's cool, like to see, you know, how it went with a certain person like Nick Redfern or somebody like that. Who, by the way, I love Nick Redfern's work. Great author. He's got some really insightful uh, comments on the universe, to say the least. Yeah, no kidding. So Justin Brown will be with us, like I said, in about 25 minutes around there. Uh, If you guys want to call in and ask him any questions, please do so. Open lines. Uh, You know, as we do here, we beg for your calls. Please pick up the phone, man. You know, guys, we got guys and girls. I'm not profiling here. Yeah, don't don't be be big. We've got so many people that actually listen to the show, funny as it is, but none of you guys call in. No, you know What what do we got to do to do that? Who do we got to kill, mug, pillage? or whatever, to persuade you guys to call in. You know what kills me about that, Alan? It, it's that I've gotten phone calls, like, the day after we do a show, asking me questions about, you know, uh, yeah, you know, that guest you had on uh, the, uh, yesterday, he was really, really cool, and, you know, I wanted to ask him a question. Do you think you could ask him? And I'm like, dude, why didn't you, like, call when we had the show? You could ask them yourself. Like, seriously? Like, why would you... You know, do that to me the day after. That, that just makes me feel bad. Like, guys, if you want to call in, we have open lines. If you want to ask us any questions, you know, we're not really the most amazing people to talk to. And I know Alan sounds a little muffled sometimes. He's in a weird area right now. But, but you know, I know we're not the most interesting people in the world. But, look, if you want to call in and ask any questions, open lines, 786-245-8127. We do like your input. We do appreciate you guys calling in and telling us what, uh, you know, you think of some of the stuff we talk about. And, look, once we have Justin or any guest that we have on the show, they want to hear from you. So, again, please call in, 786-245-8127. And you can look us up on Skype. Skype by looking up PSN Radio. Uh, actually, I think you can uh, you can actually look up Dark Matter Radio also, and somehow Keith will make that transition to get you on the air with us. He'll find a way. I don't know how, but he'll find a way. I have. He will use Jedi mind tricks and magic. I will use my Jedi mind trick, and I think that is the perfect segue. Segue for yeah. what we have to cover on this show because I think. Everybody's talking about this right now, and we're no different. You know, I know this is a, a ufology-based show, but let's be honest: what's more space than Star Wars? Um, two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey. Okay, what's more space than two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey aside than Star Wars? Battlestar Galactica. Okay, put that one aside too. What's more space opera? Awesome, full of Jedi's and Sith lords and. It's in space, and it has the name Star and Wars in it. Uh, The the Dominion Wars from Star Trek, when they did that parallel universe thing, it ended up with uh, the Empire. Yaman. See, you're, now you're just making stuff, you know, you're just making me feel bad, man. Like, I'm really? sorry. If they could do a Doctor Who's like, just, Star just Trek comic, go with they could the do this. You turd. I don't know well, if you knew about that one. 
let's go into Star Wars here. Episode 7, the cast has finally been announced. That's right. It's sure. finally revealed, and we know for a fact that they are bringing back Han Solo, Princess Leia, and Luke Skywalker. They're all coming back to but the big trip. No, no Lando. 45. No yeah, Lando Calrissian. What's up with that? I, I don't know. No Boba Fett. Well, we don't know that yet. We well, don't know that yet. on the mask. Yeah, you got a point there. You know, and there's a very good chance that Adam Driver might be playing maybe Boba Fett. We don't know that. Um, I know, I, I, you know. I know he's I, playing a bad guy. We know that much. He's got to be playing a, a, a Sithy. They're uh, saying the Sith, yeah. But who is not to say, look, Boba Fett has been getting a lot of coverage since, uh, you know, Disney bought Lucasfilms well, as I know uh, Daniel a character Logan, they want to spin off. So. You know, Daniel Logan's grown up. I, I know him. And, you know, he he's tall enough and old enough now to play Boba Fett. If, yeah, but you know what? I don't think that's a, that's going to happen. I think they're they're really trying to distance themselves from the prequels as much as possible. Uh, remember, they even retcon like they they, they completely retcon the entire extended universe, and they're saying they're like starting from scratch. Uh, they're trying to really like distance themselves for anything that is not related to episode four, five, and six, and really one, two, and three also, and the Clone Wars, and that's really where they're going with. But they're trying to stay away from the prequels when it comes, I think, to the actors and stuff like that. Uh, hmm. And distance themselves just a tad from that. Uh, at least that's what it seems like. Well, does you know, the Clone but, War animated series is that canon, or is they, or are they not including that? There, no, that is considered canon, official because canon. I'll, I'll tell you, I just watched the entire new season that they put up on Netflix, and how they, ex- I'll, I'll tell you how Yoda deals with meeting with the the essence of the Force. Uh, I don't know if I buy it or not. You know. Well, it, it look it, like I said that's part of the canon because you know they're ret- they're, they're retconned the entire extended universe that we knew from before, and that's going to be the considered new canon. So that is the Force. Okay, you got to de- deal with midi chlorians too, man. No, 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 no. The the Clone Wars did deal with the midi chlorians. The last yeah, no. season, I did it in a, and I'm just they they, they don't ruin it for me. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the last season yet. I'm still like two seasons. When, when you last. see when you see it, you will be so disappointed. It's not fun. I'm I'm so happy it's on Netflix, by the way, because that to me is like the best ever. It's okay, just Netflix, all there now. you have to pay us for plugging you. Yeah, give me some royalties, please. Jeez, man, it's it's so cool to just be able to put on Netflix and. You have the entire Star Wars, Clone Wars universe right there in front of you. So, yeah. r- real exciting news. You know, after more than, what, a year of speculation, uh, finally they revealed the cast of uh, Episode 7, possibly also 8 and 9. You know, there's a trilogy, so uh, depending on uh, how they do and who they kill off and who they keep, some of these actors will be around for 8 and 9. <clears throat> but it officially start, it's going to start. And this is, you know, Alan, this kind of, like, really kind of uh, threw me off a little bit because when you look at the, the official cast list, right, uh, right. The biggest star in the cast is still Harrison Ford, ironically enough. Well, what I'm thinking is, what's his name? Andrew, what's his name? Uh, Driver? Driver. I'm, I'm, Adam I'm, Driver. Adam Driver. I, I'm think, is he related to Mini Driver? I'm just wondering. You know, I thought he might be. I haven't really looked into it, but I had the same kind of thought when I heard that he was going to be he, in this. He is a good actor, though. I mean, he is an excellent actor. He would definitely make a good bad guy. I, so I, I'm thinking he... I don't know if you... You know, I think it might be an expanded universe story where he plays this... He might play Solo's son who falls to the dark side. 
Like in the expanded universe, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But remember, they just announced officially the extended universe is not canon. None of it. It is might canon. not be they, canon, but there are bits and pieces that might make it in. That's probably whether you know they're going to end up doing something like that. Where well, they'll you know like you know the twins, for example, in the extended universe might not be twins. You know stuff like that, uh, which I kind of just ripped that off from AMC Movie Talk, by the way, because they they gave me that idea because that's actually what they would do. You know, they would literally go in there and they just take bits and pieces. But, I mean, honestly, if, if they're saying already that that extended universe is not canon, I mean, would it really matter? They're going to do their own thing with it, I think. So, Well, I'm, I'm just hoping it's not, you know, the whole entire green screen backgrounds. No, man. I, there's actually an image that uh, they put on... Um, on Twitter, it came out from one of the official actor, you know, one of the uh, official Twitter accounts for Star Wars, right. and it shows like uh, they're on set, and it's the cantina scene. So we're gonna get like another cantina scene type of thing on Tatooine, and it looked like the cantina. It like, looked I mean, like this, the original cantina. Yeah, authentic. I mean, it looked really, really good. So I mean, okay. they're going organic with this thing. The aliens are like sitting there. They're like two aliens standing there, and they looked like they belonged in the 1977 movie. So, so do we crack the joke, two aliens walk into a bar? We can crack that joke, yes. And then okay. we can call Batsquatch on it when it's a bad joke. Two aliens walk into a bar, INS walks in, and they run out. Wow. Really? That's all you got? <laughs> on really, really short notice, not preparing for it? Yeah, that's all I got. Sorry, that was bad. That was a terrible, terrible joke, my friend. That was just, whew. Anyway, moving on. But If anybody wants to call in and complain or do, do a better <laughs> joke, uh, please call in. Comedy Hour on Skywatchers Radio with Ellen and Angel. Huh? Yep, moving on to other news, which is still TV-related. Uh, let's just uh, move on because uh, we have only a little time left before we have Justin Brown on the line. Okay, uh, but HBO developing a Ridley Scott series about ancient aliens in I Egypt. This is cool. This is yeah. really, really cool. So sticking with entertainment for a second, for thousands of years, mankind has wondered what the deal is with ancient Egypt, right? All those pyramids, crazy hats, and cat gods, really? What the heck? Don't just come out of nowhere. Somebody thought this stuff up. And since the world's greatest archaeologist can't seem to come up with any answers, somebody call Indiana Jones. We must once again turn to television to solve the mysteries of the universe so they can unravel the secrets. So is this going to be Stargate Plug Part there. 3? Kind of, this is what it feels like, right? It says, in the uh, wake of Fox's development of its own sexy Egypt series, Hieroglyphic, uh, the latest visionary to uh, chime in with an idea about what the deal is with ancient Egypt is Mr. Ridley Scott himself, who, as reported by Variety, will be directing and executive producing a new project for HBO called Pharaoh. The series was created by David Schulner, who uh, previously created NBC's Do oh, No Harm. Oh, Do No Harm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good show, uh, which you might remember as the show about the Doctor with a face of his uh, on his hands. Uh, it says there, and uh, it will focus on in, on aliens having some kind of influence on the development of ancient Egypt, huh? Pretty cool. They'll probably do this by wearing crazy hats <laughs> and telling people how cool cats are. And also, maybe they'll look uh, like giant birds or dogs or whatever other you know things ancient Egyptians were into. I think they're just probably uh, tripping. Maybe or, we'll find out what the original face on the sphinx is going to be. It was probably going to be a person, and they just messed up the nose somehow. No, I think it was originally a cat or something because that head does not match the uh, torso. It does, think, well, yeah, it kind of like does have a little feline feature. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, well, 
and it but was water is, eroded. But you know, yeah, who knows? But, who's counting? Yeah, it was. Well, didn't they carbon date the uh, the Sphinx? And it was like a lot older than they than they originally thought, like thousands of years older. Yep. Yeah, ten thousand plus years. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows and that, water erosion as if uh, that part of Egypt actually was uh, a tropical climate. Yep. Which would actually coincide with right before the uh, last ice age, I think. Yeah, that we assume was when the last ice age happened. Or and, maybe it was from Noah's flood, for all we know. Oh, it could be. Uh, Noah's flood could have just been like a, a hurricane that hit somewhere. They just yeah, I don't think so. I, I, yeah. Honestly, the Noah's flood thing, I'm betting that, you know, where it says in the Bible, Noah looked up in the si- sky and saw signs that the flood was coming. He saw a comet that ended up in the water, created a massive tsunami, washed yep. away. Yeah, I think that's it. That's pretty much uh, the gist of what it hap- what happened there. Yeah, it's nothing really biblical. The thing is, back then they had no reference to what something falling from the sky. Hell, was. come on, we don't you even know? have half the reference points of what we see in the we sky. We think so. we do, but yeah, we really don't. Honestly, we really, really don't. Uh, but look, this is a cool TV show idea, and Ridley Scott is really into the subject of aliens. So this is yeah, well, uh, it it'll be take interesting. A, it'll be three years at least before it hits the. Uh, Hits the hits the TV. I mean, look how long it took for Game of Thrones once they started for it to actually air. That's true. Now, well, this is going to be on HBO. So, how many episodes? Gee, Game of Thrones season? is on HBO too. No, no, but how many episodes do you think per season they're going to do on this thing? Usual twenty-four. Like, they're twelve or twenty-four, like True Blood, and uh, you know, once a month. I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anybody in HBO to call to ask. So you no, because you're the one that showed me the link. I, I assumed maybe that you knew more information on the show. No, I don't, I'm sorry. I, don't have, I, I assumed don't, that. I guess I made an ASS out of myself. Thank you for doing the censored spelling version. Ah, you like that, huh? Yeah, yep, for all the playing. kids that are on there. That's correct. Uh, you know, going back to the carbon dating of the Sphinx real quick, you know, I was watching the show Cosmos <clears throat> last night. Love oh, that yeah. show with... Oh, man, I love this show. Uh and uh, I was watching the one about evolution on the planet and how they were trying to carbon date the planet and the age of the planet. And when you really look at the episode, the way he, you know he breaks it down, you know, you know, they say the planet is what four point six billion years old. This is what they've right. been telling us. Who the heck knows? I mean, it could be a lot older. After looking at this video, I mean, there really is no way to to properly tell the actual age of the planet. I mean, true enough. The and they call evolution still a theory. That's very true. Even though I, I'm sort of buying evolution, I kind of see not, that. I'm not buying it because we still don't have that missing link. We found every other fossil out there. We still haven't found the missing link for us. I think well, there was some outside influence. I'm not denying that, but it doesn't deny that evolution could happen. Look, even the divine being coming you know, down and making all the heavens and the earth and, and everything that exists, there's still going to be an evolutionary process that he has to set in motion. He can't just like create everything and then just disappear. You know, If you believe in a divine intervention or if you believe in aliens coming down and speeding up our process, it doesn't take away from the fact that evolution at some, pro- at some point did happen on this planet, and there is an evolutionary well, process going on. Well, do we call on. genetic... Is genetic manipulation considered evolution? No, definitely not. Definitely okay, not. so if there was an outside influence, there was no evolution for us. We were no, genetically... But, but here, whatever no, our predecessor was, for we were us. genetically ma- manipulated to where we are now. Correct, for us, but does, does, that does not, you know, does not include the uh, rest of the species on this planet. For example, uh, you know, we all assume and we kind of are... Uh, you know, pretty sure now scientifically the all life came from the ocean, right? I mean, that's scientifically uh, almost a proven thing at this point. But we don't know uh, if it had help either. 
Well, I mean, how do you just, get so many different species? Of here, well, here, let me finish. This is where I, I'm. This is where I'm going with this. Let me okay. let me get to my point before you interrupt, Alan. Hold on. Too let bad. Me, let me speak. Can I speak? Okay, good. Bat so, damn it, bat No, let me before you call bat squatch. Let me finish my point. Let's just say that evolution happened, and you know it was going nice and swell, right? And there was a bunch of monkeys and a bunch of little like you know animals running around, and there was fishes in the sea, and the, but there was no intelligent life as we know it. And then an alien race comes down and says, you know. Why do we want to mine for gold? Because this place is peaches. There's gold everywhere. So they started, uh, you know, looking for uh, species to be able to speed up their evolution or manipulate their genome, and they found the right kind of monkeys or apes or gorillas or whatever they made us out of or, you know, sped up the evolution. And then they sped it up to where they had a race of beings that maybe were a little too smart, and they said, you know, no, no, this is no good. And they just put them away at some camp uh, breeding facility or something like that for, to use them for something else. We need something a little stronger. So they came up with a little bit different of a species, and this kind of would explain the different species, you know, of humans, you know. Okay, I, I, I think Hold on, let me finish. Let me, let me finish. Well, I, I, I thought of that. But anyway, so at this point, they've gone through certain different trials, and they've come up with maybe two or three different versions of human beings, <clears throat> like we have on the planet, you know, different versions of human beings. Uh, now, when they broke the human genome, they did discover something called, uh, and they dubbed it the alien gene, that it's only inhabited in human beings. Why are we the only ones that have this mutated alien gene? And geez, they also found there's all kinds of different errors within the human genome that really are inexplainable. They can't explain why these errors appear. Uh, well, maybe trial and error. If you're trying to recreate or create a species out of another species, you might have trial and error. You might go through a, you know certain uh, variations before you get the workhorse that it will be able to go into the mines and dig out the gold, which is probably what you know a lot of people say they want or they wanted when they came down here. Uh, especially if you believe the Zachariah Sitchin School of Lies, and you believe that stuff. <laughs> so, if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, and you believe that, then this theory would make perfect sense. So they would go through trial and error, and there would be all kinds of mistakes along the way, until they perfected the, the evolution that they wanted on this species. But take no mistake, this would not take away from evolution happening from point A to point B, and then point B having the aliens interact and getting us to point C, which is where we are now. Uh, I mean, that could be a, a very legit answer to that question of why isn't there a missing link? Well, you're not going to get a missing link, but there's still a, a fact that evolution does happen. You could tell evolution happens. You know, things decay on the planet, right? Things decay. We're finding new species all the time, and species die off all the time. That's evolution. Human okay. beings have a, you know, have a place on their body where there used to be a tail. We have a tailbone area. That's evolution. We lost that through genetic uh, enhancements or through evolution or through whatever the method was. But there, you know, I do subscribe to the theory of evolution. I really do. I think uh, there's something to that. And it doesn't take away from the ancient alien theory. It doesn't take away even from a divine intervention, a godly intervention. Maybe God is a being, and one day he was bored and said, you know what? Bah humbug, I'm too bored. Uh, and he was up there just stroking his beard, right? Because, you know, God has a really long white beard. So he's just stroking the beard. Oh, man, I'm just so bored in the cosmos, baby. I gotta, like, I gotta have some fun. And he just started making things into existence because, why not? He's God. He could do whatever he wants. And then all of a sudden, we have stars, we have moons, we have planets. We... And God just said, you know what? This is a really, really fun thing to do. Let me create infinite space, multiple universes. Ah, let me just go crazy. And God just had a blast creating all kinds of life everywhere. But guess what? God can be cannot be on every planet at the same time if he's one single being, which is what the Bible tells us, right? It's one being. 
How can he be everywhere? That's just not logical. So I'm sure God, maybe, you know, he might, like in, you know, um, what do you call it, uh, the, the uh, Kevin Smith movie, Dogma, you know how God shows up and he's just at the beach hanging out? Maybe that's what God really does. He just goes to a planet, you know, on a planet one day, just hangs out for a little bit, then poof, disappears, goes to another planet, just hangs out for a little bit. You know, maybe God's just a wanderer. Who the heck knows? But, you know, God, if he can't be everywhere at once, you know, and even if he could be, I'm sure at some point he'll be like, you know what, let these beings just evolve on their own. Give them free will, right? That's kind of what we think we have. So even then, evolution kind of makes sense. And it doesn't right. take away from God being involved. So, you know, people who who really bash on evolution don't think of it outside the box. They're, they're stuck in this little, you know, enclosed matrix of the, the religion. Dude, I'm not bashing other religion ideologies in any way, put, shape, or form. I'm not bashing religion. I'm just saying that people live in a box, and sometimes you got to think outside the box, folks. Wow, wow that, was, that was a good rant, wasn't it? Yep, you covered all the bases. Man, I'm tired after that. By the way, if anybody has a comment or if anybody wants to contradict any of our conversation, please feel free and call us. Call in. And, by the way, if you have any hate mail, send it to Alan. No, I'm just kidding. Send it to SkywatchersRadioTV at gmail.com. We'd love to read your mail, which are, whether it's hate mail or it's you know something you agree with and you're on point uh, with what I'm saying and you know you want to compliment me and say how handsome and good-looking I am, uh, send it to uh, SkywatchersRadio.com. That's right, TV folks. If you want to lie and, and, and if you want to lie to him directly to his face and tell him how good looking he is, you can always call. This him. is lying to me on email, you short man. And again, it's Skywatchers Radio hey, hey, TV hey, hey, at gmail.com. Al- Wait a minute, that's altitudinally <laughs> challenged. I am not short. I am altitudinally challenged. And I'm only festively plump. Okay. Festively plump. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Festively plump. That's all okay. I'm saying. Uh, okay. All right. All right. You know, you know me. I used to have a six pack. Now I have a keg. You, on the other hand, have a barrel. Wow, that's cold blooded, bro. Really, a barrel? I was working more on a twenty-four. Oh, so you must be one. Of I was working on a twenty-four aliens. pack. I was working on a twenty-four pack. But with that, we're going to be back in a couple minutes with Justin Brown on the other side from break. So please stick around and call in if you'd like seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. This is Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Radio Network and on PSN Radio. Keep on listening. Professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com 
Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Discount Comic Book Service, where you can save 40 to 75% off on new comics, collected editions, graphic novels, action figures, statues, and other one-of-a-kind items from DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Boom Studios, Top Cow, Dynamite, and many, many more. Go to www.dcbservice.com for easy ordering and fast delivery. Or you can visit our brick-and-mortar location at 10202-C Coldwater Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana. DCBS. Welcome home. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental. Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Dark Matter Radio Network. And we're back live on Skywatchers Radio, right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, PSN Radio. Again, this is uh, open lines, people, so please call on in at 786-245-8127. We'll love to take your calls and and, uh, have you interact with our guest, Mr. Justin Brown, who is joining us from Unified Field Radio himself. Justin Brown, welcome to Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, I guess, depending on when or where you're watching or listening to this show. That is correct, my friend, and uh, you're joining us from where? Tell the audience where you're at tonight. I'm on the east coast of Canada, um, uh, calling in from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, nice. Stan Freeman lives out there, doesn't he? Yeah, he's the next province over. He's from uh, New- He's living in New Brunswick there in Fredericton. Oh, really? Ah, Very cool. Very cool. Have you, have you been out to visit Stan at all? 
Uh, not I. You know, I'm in New Brunswick all the time. I'm always traveling over there, but I've never gone specifically to see him. I I usually run into Stan uh, down at the Shag Harbor conference yep. uh, in August down here on the South Shore. He's an awesome, awesome gentleman, Stanton Freeman. I love that dude. Uh, I've had him on the, co- uh, the show a couple times, and he's like actually one of the best people to interview. Obviously, he's you know an expert on Roswell, and that's one of the greatest topics in ufology. That's the one everybody talks about. But uh, just uh, overall, even in private, just uh, having a conversation with Stanton Friedman is always cool. Well, I, th- um, I think he's super. He's he's a super amazing guest because yeah, not only is. not only is he super is he really knowledgeable about everything in ufology, but he's just yeah. a really nice, down to earth guy. Yeah, he's well spoken, very well. Yeah, he's yeah. very well spoken, and if he's got the time, you know, he'll he'll chit chat with you as long as he can. He's oh, he cool. definitely. It's funny because we uh, we had him on a show once. Uh, I think it was like on unraveling the secrets, and I was producing the show. And after the show ended, I mean, we just kept talking with him and Dennis and myself, and uh, for like another like thirty minutes, and it was just chit chat, you know, like off the air, uh, just friendly banter. And again, I, you know, one of the nicest people in ufology, really, really. Uh, enjoy his company and uh, and and love his work. I mean, what a what an amazing uh, amount of work he's done since he joined uh, the whole UFO community, huh? Oh Seriously. man, he's been at it for so long. First of all, yeah. I guess anybody who's done it as long as he has and has half the brains that he has would uh, I would hope should have some sort of amount of uh, information to give to the yeah. world about the subject. Um, no yeah, kidding. he's a super amazing guy. Um, knows a lot his a lot of his uh, his chops, but I mean, some people say that. Uh, you know he's not uh, completely on top of his game because there are some folks that don't really believe in 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 the in the, the documents that have come forward about MJ12. Uh, yep, we actually uh, we got into that with uh, Alejandro Rojas recently. Uh, the, there's the uh, the Mirage Man uh, film that yeah. is debunking all that stuff. Uh, you know, but here's the thing: uh, Stan Freeman is a researcher, right? Let's just say that as a researcher, you're gathering all the information that is there at your disposal. And you're writing the books or whatever you're doing, putting documentaries together based on the information that is out there to the public. It's not his fault somebody else was hoaxing stuff, you know what I mean? So I don't really blame it on him so much. But, yeah, yeah you know, there's a lot of flack that's coming uh, his way and in the way of a lot of people because of uh, that movie, Mirage Man. But even that movie's kind of suspect, though, don't you think? And I, I was even kind of like talking to Alejandro about that. Uh, because, yeah, you know, the guy's coming forward saying that he hoaxed all this stuff. But uh, who's not to say that he's not just being shut up by the, you know, the secret shadow government or something. Well, I haven't seen it oh, yet, so uh, don't give me any spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I just started watching it myself there the other night, and I haven't finished it either. But yeah, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, it could be any clandestine you know, group or agency that are trying to throw a monkey wrench in this thing. That, that's the way it usually has been. I mean, the UFO yep. field is, as much as it's filled with good information, there's a lot of disinformation that's been thrown into the mix to throw people off the scent and off the trail. Yep. And that's something that we love to get into here on the show is uh, the disinformation that's out there and, you know, how to spot it and how to debunk it. And, and not that we're debunkers, but, you know, there is a lot of clutter and, and mess in the world of ufology. And I know that on your show, you've had a lot of people on, you know, you did Unified Field Radio. Uh, tell us a little bit of your background doing that show and uh, some of your favorite guests that you've had on. Well, I guess um, the way it all started for me, um, you know, I would say that it started from a UFO sighting of you know in my early life when i was nine but it actually goes f- 
further back than that, and maybe I'll touch upon that in a bit. But my mother was always very well read in 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 uh, the areas of the occult and the unknown, and she always had really cool stuff in her library, like George Orwell's 1984, and um, she always had a book uh, on UFOs or flying saucers. She was also a fundamentalist, uh, basically. You know, near the end of her life, um, there's been a bit of history there's some stories in the family on her side that she was a little bit psychic that my aunt might be a little bit psychic and uh, and who knows how far back it goes uh, my psych- uh, my aunt to this day you know tells me that she receives visions and paints them which is kind of unusual she paints her visions and that's how they come through for her um so i guess you know from an early age i was kind of introduced to the idea that the world is more magical and mystical than you know, most people think or understand that it is. Um, that was the beginning. And Later in life, like I said, I was on a fishing trip uh, out here. I've grown up all over kind of the place. I spent some years in California and Toronto and out west and Canada and the U.S. Um, but, you know, my first few years I was in Cape Breton. But when I came back later in life, around nine years old, uh, this is a little island off the coast here in Nova Scotia. My sister and I and my father were were fishing, and uh, I saw a a humongous fireball coming in through the sky. It must have been, it felt like it was the size of the full moon, but it was probably about half that size. And we watched it coming down to the sky. I alerted my sister and my father, and they caught wind of it just as as it was coming over the treetops and down into the woods and it looked like it it should have landed somewhere or hit or made an impact at some point just but you know beyond the horizon my father uh said that he had called the authorities no one had seen the object or tracked the object uh we all clearly saw it so that was kind of my first foray i was about 9 years old at that point so starting with the roots of my mother who was basically the uh I guess she was the genetic line of a family of uh, Hungarian and German acrobats that traveled the world and her occult beginnings and understandings and uh, all the way up to that fishing trip uh, when I was age nine kind of indoctrinated me into the whole field. I've had a few more sightings of strange things since then, but that kind of led to me eventually culminating in starting my own show locally here at, uh, at a university radio station. So it all started at the university. Now, how long have you been doing the show? Um, um, well, I'm kind of on sabbatical from that right yes, you now. Are. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, Angel, like you can invest yeah. so much time and effort into this field that is very, oh, yeah. you know, yep. fruitless financially. It's really difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to make a dime in this field unless you're a Oh, you're, you're, you're lucky Sucralos if you break even. You know? I mean, yeah. you're really, you're super lucky if you break even. You're super lucky if you can get anything to pay for itself. Even if you're Giorgio Zuclos, you're probably not making anything. His hairspray alone would cost. <laughs> half Crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I wonder. Think he, you, should get, he should get royalties for all the memes they put up with his face on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should. You should really do you that. Know, I wonder how much he gets paid to actually be on Ancient Aliens and all these shows that he's on. Because you know, of course, they pay him at least a little bit of scratch. Do you think? They have to. I mean. He's the show. I mean, these people are the ones that go on there. They make the show. I hope so. They use his likeness. A lot of the show is well, modeled I, I'm sure we could reach out to Bill Burns and ask how much they make, you know, for yeah. the show. Yeah, Bill, Bill was you the know, first guy I thought about. But, but, you know, how it usually works with a lot of these shows on the Hitler channel is, um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I did it again, didn't I? 
Sorry. No, no, you're 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 correct. Go ahead. Continue. It, it, it is because at two o'clock every single day during the week, it is always something on Hitler's World War II, something or other. You're not and kidding. That's, yeah, that's true. And you know that's why I call it the Hitler Channel because I'm too damn tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, if anybody from the History Channel is listening, switch it up a little. Um, <laughs> but if you think about it, you know a lot of these people put their time into doing the show and creating the show and. What they really do is they don't get paid for making the show, but the way they sell it to a network is is that they get a piece of the commercials that are being aired inside the yeah. show. So it, it might be it's very possible that none of them are getting paid up front, but they're getting their royalty checks at the end of every episode yeah. airing. That would make sense. I mean, if anybody would know, it would be the business savvy Bill Burns, right? He would be a cool guy to talk about if we were curious enough. It, well, I don't know. Is anybody that we know that's related to him in the chat room this today? Uh, I'm not looking right now. No, uh, Nancy's not in there, so we can't ask her. But you know, I could always uh, bring it up to Nancy in private and, and uh, see what her answer would be. Yeah, would come be on, let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it yeah. totally. Amazing. You know, I know when when they did uh, UFO Hunters, I know he told me once that they weren't really getting paid a whole lot of money. I think uh, you know, just they, they were covering like the trips and stuff like that, and maybe a couple of five, like a couple hundred bucks, five, six hundred bucks, thousand bucks, maybe. Oh. Uh, a month or something, uh, or every few weeks. I don't know. I mean, I'm not too sure on the logistics of how much they were getting paid, but mm-hmm. uh, he said it wasn't a whole lot. And that was for UFO Hunters, which was a very good show. I mean, they, they never caught really anything. They really didn't. But yeah. uh, it was still fun. It was a did fun they show last to watch. One or two oh, seasons? it was great. I don't remember. Did they last one or two seasons? I think oh, two it was seasons. a couple, yeah, for sure. Yeah, two seasons, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a good show. It really was. You know, it was funny because doing a show of feature theater with Bill and Nancy and producing for him and stuff and uh, sitting in and listening to them go back and forth. Yeah, Bill is a very funny dude. He just doesn't know it. Like, he can, <laughs> like he missed the boat. He should have been like a stand-up comic because he can be really funny and he just he doesn't go, like, you know, all the way with it. Uh, and Nancy, too. Like, they have a, this really good way of bouncing back and forth. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So Yeah, they have uh, a really fun show. Shout out to them. Yeah, so really the next do. thing on PSN Radio, it's the UFO Funny Show. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, know actually I, 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 I did have a, uh, a UFO comedian named uh, Jeff Tyranny or something like that, his name. Tim Tyranny, Jeff Tyranny, something like that. Uh, and he's actually the UFO comedian, and he was on my show a while back, like a year ago. Wow. And uh, really not funny at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you think about it. He's, he's never been back. He's a nice guy, <laughs> but he's Let's never been back. Let's get a whole bunch of us abductees in the audience. And get put a UFO comedian up on top and watch how easily he gets lynched. Yeah, um, no, this guy, well, you know, like I said, he's a nice guy, so I don't want to say bad things about him, but the jokes just were not there, man. And, it's, and that's in the archive. Anybody wants to, you know, check out that archive, you, you sure can. It's in there. I think it's in the Jackal's Head archive. So if you want to listen to that, it's on the jackalshead.com page. That's funny. There you go. Yeah, Bill Burns is a super, you know, hyper-intelligent guy. I mean... Really is. You know, he yeah. knows a little bit of everything about everything. I mean, he's been involved in UFOs, TV, yep. radio, television, I think. Wasn't yep. he involved in the breaking of... Yeah, he worked for a television station when the Kecksburg event happened in the 60s, and he reported it. I mean, that's how far back he goes in the UFO yep. field, without even directly knowing, being involved, maybe, right? He goes way back. He's a funny guy. He's very cerebral. Yeah, he's he a huge fan you know, of UFO hunters and future theater, of course. You know, talking uh-huh. to him though, it, it's funny because we we kind of uh, are on the same page on 
the hatred for like a lot of the the hoaxing that goes on in ufology, and of course, you know, you kind of got to deal with it. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people that we interview that are either abductees or contactees, or people that buy forth uh, videos on YouTube or whatever. And you know, when you see a lot of the stuff that are clear hoaxes, and these people are getting fame out of it, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a little bit upsetting because it's bad for ufology. You know what I mean? It's bad for the overall field of what we're putting together, and what as everybody is investigating, or has been investigating for the last what forty years now mm-hmm. uh, so it, there's certain things that you know you just kind of have to deal with uh, but you know on your show for example I know you've had a lot of guests on your show in the past has there been any guest that just kind of like irked you like you know ah man this person is such a hoaxer such a faker because uh, you know we don't like to bash anybody but you know you can always kind of tell when you're interviewing somebody who's on the money and who's not you know well not always always but sometimes you can but has there been that like that one guest that after you've, do, you've done the show and you're like man this guy is so full of it well, first of all, guys, remember I'm from Canada. We're pretty nice up here. This is true. So you you wouldn't you wouldn't say, man, this guy's full of it. You would say, I, I don't think he's honest. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we try to be we try to be fair and balanced and give everyone a fair shake when possible, and that's kind of the platform that I've always had with my show. I like to give if people have something that they've been talking about that's fantastic. I'm not going to go ahead and support someone who's hoaxing something. If it's if it's obvious, I'm not going to get involved. I don't want to have anything like that on my show. But sometimes in this type of field, it's impossible to know, you know who's hoaxing and who's not. You can tell a lot of the times, but you can't always tell. Um, you know, I spoke to... I mean, the biggest one of all, I guess, would have been probably not... Well, I mean, the Billy Come Meyer story is... <laughs> Michael Horn was on the show, and he's a very animated my con- guy. My condolences. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so he's the American representative of the Billy of Billy Meyer, right? Everybody, I think, is aware of Michael Horn. Yes. He's adamant that this thing happened. Even if he thinks it's a hoax, he's still spreading the gospel that it's not. Um, there's a, a huge holes in, in Billy Meyer's story, obviously. There's a ton of it. There's... You know, for one, is the ray gun. Like, the ray gun's there. Okay? (laughs) Billy Meyer says he's got a ray gun, and then the people want to see the ray gun that the aliens gave him, and then guess what happens? The ray gun disappears conveniently, so no one can see this ray gun. I think it turned out, Angel, you and I were talking about it. It turned out to be like a... A, yep. a toy gun that he had put together, like, and yeah, it was like from like you remember in the eighties they had laser tag. Yeah, exactly. Toy guns. It was just a modification was, it, of that. Yeah, it was like he got one of the earlier versions and like he modified it, and mm-hmm. nobody noticed the difference because you know it was you know nobody's I guess smart enough to notice that's laser tag. You know, like, I don't know. yeah, exactly. I, and I approached like Michael about a lot of the stuff when I was talking to him on the show about the Billy Meyer case. You know, for instance, you know, like the pictures that he said he had taken of dinosaurs that were obviously taking at a <laughs> National at a, Geographic, exactly, baby. <laughs> right out of the pages. You could see it; it's identical. And uh, you know, the twins that were on the late night—they were dancers on the late night talk show. Another—I uh, can't remember what the name of the alien entity was supposed to be. It was very Norwegian sounding. Do you remember Angel? What what her name was? The dancer that he claimed to have seen. Um. Not really, not alien name. Anyway, that's another one there that was just a blatant, obvious hoax. You know, well, the the one that got me was the one for yeah. No, you're talking about the Dean Martin dancer. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean Martin. I I cannot remember her name. Um, I'm trying to think of the alien name that he. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Also, it it just it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, I guess it's. I guess it doesn't. Helga Inga Gretchen. 
days ago. Yeah, that's on it. That's on it exactly. Probably what the name would be. There's just so many areas where I kept hitting him about. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ask it. So full of, ask yes, it. Exactly. That's what it was. When in doubt, Google it out. That's my motto. <laughs> It works every single time. Yeah. See, we don't have to have Alan make weird alien noises to, you know, just pretend we know the name. No, it's Asket. And yet, yeah. you know, this is a funny thing because I've had, look, I've had an ongoing battle with Michael Horn. He's my arch nemesis. Uh-huh. I'm Superman and he's Lex Luthor. That's really uh-huh. what it is. And he's bald-headed too, so he can play that part. But anyway, like, we've had this ongoing drama between me and him because I, I was on a show one day. Well, he was on a show and I called in and I asked him, you know, uh, how do you explain the uh, Billy Myers uh, taking pictures of the the, Martin, the Dean Martin dancers? You know, ask it. Come on, really? I've seen the video, man. It's That's a complete joke. I mean, and he blew up on air. And this was on a, on a, a mutual friends show that we've had. You and I, Justin. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? J-E-S-S-E. Oh, yeah. Mr. Randolph. Yes, uh, Mr. Jesse Randolph on his show. And he blew up on me. You know, he told me off and all kinds of stuff. And we've gone back and emailed back and forth because he got really upset that I asked him a legit hard question on air as a caller. And, you know, it's funny how he blows up over it. But honestly, there is so much, uh, you know, so much information just to prove that Billy Myers has been lying. And the one line that they always use is, is, which really makes me laugh. And you're gonna laugh when I when I explain why, Justin. Uh, they use this line that, "Oh, he's a one-armed man yeah. in Switzerland. How could he possibly do all the hoaxing himself? How could he possibly go out there and fool the world with you know hoaxes? He couldn't possibly do it. He's a one-armed man." So he doesn't have a wife. He didn't have friends. He didn't have neighbors. Yeah, didn't have kids. He had nobody that could help him. Really, really, has anybody ever actually? spoken to his wife who admitted that the whole thing was a hoax <laughs> yeah i have so many problems with the story and i also had approached michael horn about all these areas and, and and he like was very reactionary in the same way that he was with you and i was very repulsed by that this was a guy that was supposed yep. to be you know a representative of this guy who had who had, who believed his story had faith in it, and yet he was reacting like a criminal like he was hoaxing yeah. you know he was involved in the hoax and i was really turned off by it. and i'm not that's not to say that maybe at some point or there's something in the billy meyer story that's legit or true but maybe he maybe ran with the story once he got you know once he felt you know, maybe he could gain from it. Maybe he, you know, and and rule and ran with it from there. I don't know. I'm, there may be some legitimate parts of the story. Um, I just can't figure out where the where that you know the fact begins and 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 uh, the hoax begins. It's all very blurred. It looks all like it's a big made up story at this point. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. He was a photographer, right? He knows photography. Mm-hmm. We know that much. Um, anybody who knows photography can kind of figure out how to hoax a UFO on a picture. I mean, that's very easy. You know, cameras don't have great depth perception, especially older cameras in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, they were very easy to, to do something like with wires and stuff, and that's really what he was doing. Uh, but here's where I'm going with this. Uh, let's just say that Billy Myers has been hoaxing this stuff the entire time. There is, I believe, and I'm, I'm not a scientist, so I can't you know, scientifically point to anything, but I do believe there's a psychosis uh, with certain people like a Billy Myers uh, who just want to do something to gain attention and he might have done something and he saw how good it came out mm-hmm. and somebody saw it and gave him attention and that drove him to make another picture and then another picture and next thing you know he's getting so much attention for his pictures that he's the psychosis takes over and he starts just making videos and all kinds of things and he's getting so much attention and he's selling now maybe documentaries or books mm-hmm. and he's doing interviews and he's getting paid for it and this becomes 
a mini career for this guy. That's true. And this happens in ufology all the time. I've interviewed people where, at the end of the day, they have no evidence, no proof of anything. You know, they're going on on their story, and I ask them certain questions that lead me to believe that it's all done because they want attention. Unfortunately, in ufology, there is a lot of that. There is just a people. You know, a lot of people, especially a lot of the hoaxers, are doing it just because they they want to get attention in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and this is something that really kills me. Also, I don't know if you've noticed this, Justin. Have you noticed how many failed musicians are in ufology? I haven't <laughs> noticed. I have not. Okay, but David I, Wilcox. I, I mean, there's always a lot of musicians involved. David in Wilcox, for example, yeah. he was a musician. David Wilcox uh, didn't make any music. He started doing the whole, oh, I'm a reincarnated, uh, you know, whatever the dude's name was, uh, J- uh, Edgar Casey, right? I think it was the... Uh, the gentleman, he, he claims he was reincarnated. <laughs> I had no idea he said that. Yeah, and he's, no, that's what he claims. That he's Edgar Casey's reincarnation and this and that, and he's you know going off on aliens and a tantrum on you know the future. And you know, he's, you know the guy is full of it. But he, the whole point is that you know he was a musician that didn't make it. And then as soon as he got a little fame from doing the whole UFO circuit and, and doing the, the paranormal circuit, guess what he started doing? He started putting music back out there. Huh? Hmm. And in fact, there was there's a really funny video that when you look at it on YouTube, you're going to do two things. Anybody with a rational mind is going to look at these videos and they're going to say, "This guy's bananas." He, he he's doing a lecture talking about aliens and UFOs and Edgar Casey and yada yada and going on and on. And then he starts saying, "Oh, and by the way, I'm also a musician." And he starts playing one of his songs, and he's standing there at the podium with the music's playing. He's like bobbing his head to his own music, like you know, like trying to get the crowd into it. And he's like trying, and, and it's like the most idiotic thing I've ever seen on video, to be honest with you. And, you know, again, this is a person who completely just jumped a shark mentally, I think. And he couldn't make it in music, so he's using this as a platform to make it somehow and, you know, get some some attention his way. And unfortunately, that happens a lot in ufology. And not only him. I can name other names, which I don't want to do because some of them are actually friendly with me. I don't want to lose certain contacts. <laughs> David Wilcox, I have no desire to ever have on the show. I just, you know, no desire. So it doesn't matter. I, don't, I mean, we all know about David Wilcox, so how much of a failure can he have been? Listen but, to his music. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, but I understand what you're saying. Okay, so who's Willie Nelson a reincarnation of? Uh, Edgar Casey, I believe, is the, the gentleman's name. No, no, who is Willie, Willie Nelson, Nelson a oh, reincarnation Willie, of? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the guy smoked pot. <laughs> By the way, no quick way. plug, quick plug, uh, David Wilcox will be on Jimmy Church's show this week on the Dark Matter Radio Network. So there you go. Maybe he hears this rant and he's like, you know what? I really am Edgar Casey's reincarnation and that angel is, you know, guy is a jerk. Hey, it's okay, man. It's only radio. It's okay. We all have issues. It's okay. Yeah. Especially me. But hey, plug for Jimmy Church, by the way, on Dark Matter Radio Network. Listen to that. He actually has a good show, by the way, Jimmy Church. Never yes. heard it. Does Jimmy Church wear Jimmy Choo's? Man, if I had cymbals right now, thrunch, I'd just I'd right. give you a drum roll right now. That was good. That was yeah, a good setup and a good... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Michael Horn probably is the biggest one of the people I've interviewed that would kind of be in that hoaxing kind of area. I mean, I spoke to a couple, a couple other people that, you know, have very hard-to-swallow stories in a lot of ways. Uh, you and I talked about this before, Angel, but you know I've had Stan Romanek on the show, too. And there, there are a lot of holes in his story, uh, his reactions to his own videos, the way he tells them. 
I mean, I've, I've, I have his book. I've read his book. I've seen all this, the evidence. I mean, there's still a lot of evidence that he won't share with you because he wants you to, you know. Well, because he, he, right. he hasn't finished the CGI work on him. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that. I mean, that, when I first saw that alien, that's the first thing I thought of was CGI. And I approached him about that question. I said, Stan, what's the story on that? Like, it doesn't look real to me. And he said, well, you know what? I mean, that's fine. I, I, it was there. I recorded it. I said, it just doesn't. It looks like CGI or a puppet. Is it possible that something like that, you know, is that that's what that video is? And he kind of got a little defensive about it, obviously. But he kind of the way he, yeah, the way he finished it was that well, maybe someone was perpetrating a hoax on him. Maybe it was a puppet, you oh, know, deflect, or maybe you know, it deflect, was CGI deflect. in a way that he, yeah, that he didn't understand. But there it is. Well, and, there's there's only one, only one way of doing CGI, and if he doesn't understand that, he's not doing CGI. Okay, I got well, a question. I mean, unless there's a flat screen outside his window, right? Okay, now yeah, he, he, here's here's an that. interesting question. Do you know what's the name? I don't remember the name of the guy from the '70s who said he met a future version of himself. He's from like Sweden or someplace, and he had actually 16 millimeter film of himself. Was it the guy that was up? crawling? Th- he was crawling through like uh, yeah, under uh, the his sink. kitchen yeah, under and the, the sink. sink. Yeah, 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 yeah Bald yeah. guy. Yeah, I saw that. Anybody have a comment on that one? I've got no clue. A hoax, not a hoax. Most likely, uh, yeah, that's most a, likely that a hoax. That is a crazy, but, awesome one, man. I remember when I first saw that, I was blown away. I was like, whoa, I really hope this is real. No, you uh, know, I saw I that debunked a, a long time ago. That's an old video, by the I way. Figured I figured as deb- much it was a promotion for uh, another, you know, a video production company or something. No, there's actually, if you look at the video, there's a certain ways you can look at it, and it debunks itself. Like, when he's standing next to himself, that doesn't match properly certain things. But Yeah. Uh, the tattoos don't exactly match, and there's, yeah. there, there's certain different things. But uh, there's a video out there debunking that. I just I can't remember. That was a long time ago, so I just can't remember off the top. Of Who's my head. to say for sure, though? I mean, people, you know, this stuff could all be happening. That that's, oh, of that's kind of the point of the show that I had. You know, when I was on the air there with CKDU locally and on Blog Talk and on Euphonaut and all that stuff that I did in the past, was that we live in a universe now that isn't finite anymore. It's it's Correct. infinite. So we really can't say that this stuff isn't happening. We kind of have to use our better judgment and, and you know, maybe listen to the stories that people have to tell because in the end, who really knows? I mean, when it's blatantly obvious, like things like the Billy Meyer case that I've Yeah, I can, I can definitely tell you that there's no alien that looks like one of the Dean Martin dancers. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe there much. is. Maybe there is. Huh? Maybe, maybe, but they didn't, they didn't visit Billy Meyer. of an alien. I forget. It there was a. Yeah, it could be. I mean, there was a. There was a contactee like from the fifties. Jeez, I wish I could remember his name right now. But he said he had his, had sex with a beautiful redheaded woman from Venus or something, right? I mean, there's also that, all stories of Pleiadians and that or not. Those are what we call early Trekkies. Just having fantasies, man. That's all that was. Early Trekkies having fantasies. Star Trek. <laughs> I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you can do that if you want. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's go back to Stan real quick. To Stan, yeah, Romanek, cool. Because uh, uh, you know he's gone into all kinds of trouble uh, the last uh, few months with uh, the charges, uh, and you know that in itself is terrible for ufology. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's always that talk. And, and you said something earlier that kind of resonated with me. That's why I wanted to go back to this. You said uh, that he thought that maybe they were playing a hoax on him, and somebody mm-hmm. maybe was pranking him somehow. Yeah. You know, I was willing to believe that myself uh, for a long time because I never believed the alien in the window was legit. And, and I'm honest, I even told uh, Stan Romanek that. I told him, listen, yeah, to I've always felt me. uneasy about it. And I look, I'm very transparent. You know, you know that already from speaking to me. I'm very open about things. And if I feel something a certain way, I'm just going to tell you. And if you have a problem, we'll discuss it like men and 
That's it. You know, it'll end there. Uh, and I told him right off the bat, I was like, it doesn't look real to me, Stan. You know, that's just my personal opinion. I never had a beef with him personally. You know, I don't know the guy. You know, I just interviewed him a couple times, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, he even invited me once when he was doing a conference here in Florida to go and meet him in person and, and his wife. I didn't end up going because I had other personal uh, issues that I had to take care of, and I just couldn't make it out there. Yeah. Now I'm kind of happy I didn't go because of what he's facing. I don't want to get associated with any of that stuff. So oh. who knows maybe what he was trying to lure me into with some nastiness. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, so so anyway, so you know, I was willing to believe and to go along with you know maybe he's being hoaxed until I saw a video on YouTube, which I don't know if you've seen this, Justin. He's been interviewed by some guy. I think it's in Australia, and uh, he starts hoaxing on video. What do you mean? Like Stan literally is he perpetrates a hoax on the video. It's the craziest thing. Uh, it's a split screen. You see one side is the, the the host who's asking the questions, and on the other side you see Stan. Uh, a Stan, I guess, thought that the camera was only picking up certain parts of the video. He didn't know exactly how much or how wide the video was on the actual screen that it was being recorded on. Right. And at one point, he flick like he flicks something at his face because he's claiming that he's having paranormal activity and that he's been having ghostly activity at the house. So he flicks like a like a pan or something at his face, and you can clearly see his hand flicking it. Like on the very bottom of the video, like very, you can barely see it, but you can really like see the finger flicking everything, and it hits him. And he's like, "What the hell was that?" And he starts pulling, you know, if he was joking, it's gonna come out. But he starts like looking around, like he's really getting, you know, some paranormal activity happening, and he starts like freaking out on the air. The host is like, "What was that, Stan?" And the host completely buys what's going on and Wait, follows the along the narrative. The host, I don't think, saw him flick. He just saw something hit him. And then he's like, he literally is just following along on what Stan is talking about. And Stan is like, you see, this is, it just keeps happening. There's so many, so much activity. And you just saw it right now yourself. And, and then, like, a few minutes later, I guess the interview was getting kind of boring. And Stan might have been getting a little bored. And the next thing you know, a thumb drive goes flying in the air and hits him in the head. And this one was clearly his hand. I, I swear to you. Clearly, you can see his hand just flicking the thumb drive and, him in the, and they hit him right on the top of the head. And then the host is like, wait a second, I saw that. That was a thumb drive? What is that? And he starts freaking out again, like, oh, my God, you see? You saw that? What was that? And he's, like, looking around, like, I don't know. It just it came out of nowhere. It, it came from up there. It, it didn't. It came from the bottom. He flicked it up, and it, you could see it. it. And that's when he lost me. That, and this is before the charges came up, by the way. But when I saw that video, I was like, okay, that's it. You know, I, I'm done with Stan Romanek. Uh, I mean, he, he was caught red-handed doing this thing and the host had no idea because again the host is trying to you know and I understand he's doing the technical stuff which is the producing part of it plus he's trying to do the interview and he's trying to pay attention to what's going on in the video and he's doing a lot of work so I understand why he's not why he's not a catch little things like that he was you know, spread too thin he couldn't see it Right, he might not have noticed. He might have just seen something, you know, real quick or whatever, and then he just reacted to it like a normal person. But if you look at the video on YouTube and you f- freeze it and you fast forward or you f- slow it down and you do, you know, your own uh, observation of what's happening, it's clear this stand was flicking things on his on his own to like make it look like he's having paranormal activity. And the fact that he sells it so expertly, I mean, he looked professionally oh, like yeah. he was really you know i don't even know if he sells it expertly sometimes he's just so blatantly like he just seems like he's acting sometimes you know this Almost is what it was the acting badly acting yeah but but he's really trying to sell it you know and and that's when i was like okay now he's just jumped the shark with me i'm done with stan romanek i mean at that point I, I couldn't take him serious anymore and then like a week later the charges came up of the the whole child pornography stuff and 
And I was like, oh, well, it all kind of makes sense now. Well, I haven't personally seen that video. I'd love to see it. I'm, uh, you know, I can't really. I have, you know, if I had the link or something, I'd love to check that out myself. I don't know much about that, but, you know, even in the video with the alien in it, uh, you know, the way he jumps back, the way he talks about <laughs> screaming like a girl, I mean, it all it all seems so hokey. Now, that being said, I'm not saying that he's hoaxing the whole thing. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time that there's been intervention in someone's life uh, by outside sources uh, to make them seem crazy or discredited. I mean, the whole Bob Lazar thing has got holes in it too, but there's a lot of interesting facts that lead to the idea that maybe there's more there than we thought. You know, Nick Redfern pulled up a lot of stuff about Bob Lazar working in Los Alamos and yep. uh, going to school in certain areas where his records couldn't be found. You know, he was in the the phone directory of being there at the time, even though his records indicated he wasn't. So there's a lot of fishy stuff that goes on. I mean, Stan Romanek, I don't know if we can comp- even put in the same shoebox. I don't but, think you can. Um, now with, now with you know, I don't know really if can. it was all wrong. Well, you know, Romanek didn't work for the government well. and get scrubbed. Say it again, Alan? I was going to say, Romanek didn't ever claim to work for the government where he was scrubbed out of the system. No, that's no, true. No, no that's know. true. Yeah. But I'm saying that maybe was somebody was perpetrating a hoax on him, or uh, in some of the story, or you know maybe he is an informant himself. I mean, who? I mean, look, look at Julian Assange. They tried to what did they try to put up against Julian Assange? Uh, rape charges or something that from the people around him obviously had it was completely out of character about who of who Julian Assange was, and yet it was obviously being put into motion by the powers that be to, to shut him up and to give him, you know, to, to discredit the guy. So, I mean, um, maybe these child porn charges, maybe there's, maybe there's some of that going on. Maybe it actually is. I, I, I do love his answer, stuff. though. I don't know for I, real, right? You, you know, what I do love about the story, though, uh, Justin, is his answer to the police when they're asking him, you know, about the porn. And he's like, oh, you're here for the child pornography, right? And then he goes, like, the, the whole story is that he went up to Lisa, his wife, and he's like, yeah, they're here for the child porn. Like, so nonchalant. Mm-hmm. Like, like really, like, you say that easily and that freely, like, you know, and, and here's the thing. And this that's because he's trying uh, to sell that angle, right? That, even exactly. his wife said the same thing. Yeah, no, this, yeah. This, that's coming directly from his wife, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. And I know law enforcement well enough, believe it or not. I, I even have family that are in the Secret Service. So I know how the law works pretty well. Um, here's the thing. They're not going to spend that much time tailing, uh, you know, tracking down the activity online, uh, searching, you know, on on different websites to see what he's posting. They're not going to spend man time and man and man hours and a lot of money and resources if there's nothing there. And they're not going to do it for a stretch of two, three years, which is what this investigation took, okay? Mm-hmm. If they wanted to bust Dan Romanek on child pornography, if they just wanted to, like, to plant some evidence, this would have taken two weeks, and he would have been off the streets like that, and he would have been in jail. So you know basically, I mean? when there's smoke, there's fire. Correct. Where there's smoke, usually there is a lot of fire. And and, and it just, you know, I've seen so many different things now from Stan, and it, it really pains me because here's another guy who came up, you know, made a name from himself, and people followed what he was doing, and, you know, he became uh, an entity in ufology that people were interested in. And then, you know, this stuff happens, and it's just another black eye for, you know, for ufology mm. in general. Yeah. It's just bad for the field. It really is. And again, I would maybe have some belief in him if I hadn't seen 
seen that video of him hoaxing. And by the way, I just linked it to you on Skype. I also posted it on our Facebook. Uh, the stories we talked about earlier and everything we've talked about here tonight, by the way, everybody listening, it's on our Skype account. Uh, once again, I'm going to give that link. It's facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. All the links are there. All the stories we've talked about are there, uh, including the Stan Romanek famous alien abductee faking video that has gone viral. I mean, this thing is... I'm surprised you haven't seen this video, Justin. I mean, it went viral quick. The interview this video. Is, no, I haven't seen that one. I'd love to see that. And this was before the porn charges came up. Yeah, so no. this was right before. I mean, look. I mean, Stan Romanek, he's a guy. He's, the, the story's fishy. It's full of holes, obviously, right? But, I mean, like I said yep. before about the Billy Meyer thing, there may be a grain of truth buried in there, right? I mean, this stuff happens all the time. Um, people, you know, they have a genuine sighting or event um the thing is is with him i mean even alejandro rojas at one point of open minds was really behind stan romanak because a lot of everybody was there were a lot of multiple witnesses to the things that he was claiming were happening so i don't know if you can you can discredit all of that um you know but who knows for sure the real extent of how you know how much of that stuff is real? But I wouldn't be surprised. And and here's just hear me out. I wouldn't be surprised if they find that he's part of some child porn ring, and that a lot of those so-called witnesses might be a part of the that uh-huh. ring. And this is why they were all supportive because they're all kind of in cahoots doing some other nasty stuff, and they were all part of the same kind of crowd. You know what well, I mean? Well, I hope you're that wrong. That would not shock me. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. By the way. I, not, yeah, not I because I want Stan's stories to be true. I just think that's a sick and twisted thing in this world, right? And the less of that we can have, the better. But but, but you know what? It would not shock me. This no, is why. It, it, it ha- it's happened in a lot of different fields. Not only would it be in ufology. Uh, Corey Feldman has come out uh, recently saying that he was molested when he was yeah. making movies in the 80s. Yeah. Corey Haim was molested, and mm-hmm. th- his child molestation led to his eventual I death because he, he became a drug yeah he became a drug addict, an alcoholic. And this is something that they dealt with as kids because mm-hmm. in the entertainment business pedophilia is really big well, you know yeah, for apparently high, high you know, there's a lot of pedophiles in, i wonder in, if in, michael jackson had anything to do with the with cory and cory actually you know what it's funny uh that you bring that up uh cory feldman has completely backed michael jackson saying that he never touched him yeah uh, never he never uh was inappropriate in any way but he did say that the people that were around him he wouldn't name names he said there were some people around cory feldman and they were also around Michael Jackson. There were big producer directors yeah. that molested him, Corey Feldman. And there is other people that have come forward and said that Michael Jackson wasn't a pedophile himself that molested children. Michael Jackson took in a lot of you know abuse as a kid and was molested yeah. himself. Wow. And because of really? the molestation that he went through, kind of flipped out and became the freak that everybody thought he was. Hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of does, that, right? Yeah. And Corey Feldman, look, he he's not. He doesn't care at this point. He's not mixing words. He's he's even writing a tell-all book, and he's backing another person who just came forward and, and is accusing of pedophilia. And you know this has become a really widespread uh, you know issue in the entertainment business because it does happen. I and can't wait till the to Lifetime say, TV show for the Lifetime <laughs> uh, movie of the week. It'll follow the Goonies too, I'm sure, because they're doing that by the way. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> They are really doing that. That kills me. That's such a classic movie. I love that movie, man. Why would they do that? God, Hollywood, come on. Actually, you know what movie they really need to redo? Two movies. Two Disney movies. Do they really need to redo any movies anymore at this point? Like, okay, okay, let me rephrase (laughs) Okay, how about a reboot? (laughs) Come up with a fresh idea. I'd like to see see a reboot. New ideas? Who would need that? (laughs) 
I want to see a reboot of Flight of the Navigator. That was not that I would see. one of my favorites. Yes. And Last Starfighter. Oh man, that's so hell crazy. yes. I just okay, watched both of them in the last year. I think. Okay, I, no, hold on. I think we we owe. All right. And all right, and an applause for those two uh, choices. They're excellent. I gotta say, I'm Flight of the Navigator. I'm on board. I know. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. Can you imagine? I could. Uh, the same way they. You know what I would really love to see? The same way they took Stargate and made it into a TV series. I would love to see The Last Starfighter turned into a series. Really? Oh, I don't yep. think so. I, I couldn't handle that. Well, well you <laughs> I figure. Don't think so. go, well, you, you know, you figure with them continuing the Star League. It'd be easy and, to do it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and they have to go to different planets to recruit. New people because it was de- they were destroyed in the movie. And Last Starfighter would be a great TV series. I gotta agree with you. Think on that. about it. Like every single episode, the, every single episode, they're landing on a different planet, trying to recruit and seeing the yeah, life cool. of you know all these different aliens and how they live their life and why they're so different. You know, my problem is that, watch that every time they try to create a reboot, is they just bastardize the original and just it ruins it. It's an alternate timeline. I don't know. <laughs> it could be cool. Okay, JJ Abrams. There. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put a whole bunch of uh, lens flare in it, and we're gonna <laughs> shake the camera a lot, and it'll be a great movie. Yeah, low budget too. That's great. You know who was very theatrical recently on uh, on TV, and uh, I wanted to actually uh, get your input on this, Justin, because I'm pretty sure you saw this. Uh, President Bill Clinton on the Jimmy yes. Kimmel show. Did you oh, did yeah. you see I did, did you see this interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Did you see the question and his reactions uh, to? Yeah, talk about question. It's exactly what Ronald Reagan said over and over and over again. You know how the whole world would be united if you know we were forced with an extraterrestrial faced with an extraterrestrial threat. How we would forget all our problems and come together and in a united front against you know the tears. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Speaking of Reagan, yeah. I just can I just add another That's thing? That's fishy though. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was watching a show. I don't remember which one it was uh, the other night on my whatever I've TiVoed for the week or not TiVoed but downloaded. I don't want to admit to downloading BitTorrents. Um, but <laughs> but you the, just did. <laughs> in the Reagan Busted. presidential diaries, yeah. mm-hmm. it talks about him having meetings with U.S. Space Command and NASA and learning that we just don't... We, in the 80s, we don't just have the shuttles out there, but he was made aware that we have ships capable of holding 300-plus crew for multiple hmm. months in space. Yeah, well, I that I don't think that's too far off. I mean, I believe all kinds of crazy stuff. And no, no, and it's them... in the actual presidential diaries. Is oh, that, it is. Yeah, that's the whole thing that they pointed out that this was in the presidential diaries that were recently published. That he made this comment. I've now become aware of this, and this was right before he made the statement that you're just quoting. Um, I, I think the program yeah. was called Solar Warden. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know the full extent of the documentation, but I mean, I'm fully aware of the Star Wars program with Ronald Reagan, and yep. I mean, even Gary McKinnon, who was implicated. I mean, for a decade, the U.S. was trying to extradite him for charges of breaking into the NASA database and taking files off of there because they, you know, didn't have the brain power to put a password together f- to protect their site. <laughs> well, password is password. Yeah, and even he was saying, you know, like he had uncovered evidence of 
something huge in space, um, whether it was a mothership, but he also found documents that alluded to the idea that there was a space command, that there was an off-world fleet of, of, you know, soldiers and military out there, or a separate secret elite group of the government. Uh, and and why, why wouldn't there be? I mean, we're using the same technology almost entirely across the board that we've been using for 60, 70 years, right? In cars, 100. Like, uh, do, they, do they honestly think that we believe that nothing changes when all our technology, like Moore's Law says that every 18 months processing power doubles. Are you telling me we're still using the combustion engine like 100 years after it was invented or the rocket the way they presented to the public? NASA for me is a public space program and if they don't have a space fleet in space I would be super embarrassed to be anywhere near the powers that be or affiliated with them at this point in history. Oh, NASA is without a doubt a front. I mean, they're they're definitely a front uh, just to put a face on some kind of space program. They better Uh, have a friggin' space program or it's an embarrassment for humanity. No, I'm... Even if it is secret. Look, I'm fully, fully, fully convinced that there is a secret space program that we're not aware of, that a lot of black budget projects uh, and money goes to these programs. Uh, I'm convinced of that. I'm super convinced that NASA is just, you know, a front to give the world kind of a shining example of what a, a legit space program looks like and how nice it is to, you know, work in, as scientists in space. That's really all they are. But there is really a black budget project uh, that's been going on in this country for years. That, several. You know, they, several, yeah, several of them. But one main that controls the space program that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And they drain so much money from this country and from the world, really, because, you know, the, this is beyond just this country. Uh, oh, yeah. Once I, and I do believe, look, if there if there is contact between humans and aliens already that's been made, and there's some secret projects that are going on, and we've done all this back engineering, like you know, like the whole story goes, right? If all that stuff is true, or if most of that stuff is true, then guess what? There's going to be a very good chance that it's not just the United States government has this information, but they're probably have already been sharing with other countries, and this could explain the end of the Cold War, for example. Uh, different things have gone on through the last uh, five decades. Uh, where we've had to go in and get rid of certain dictators to kind of unify parts of the world because we gotta, you know, really we're all living with a secret that we only are telling certain parts of uh, of the population or certain groups that are within the the need to know bases. You know what I mean? And I don't think presidents are in the need to know bases. Why would they be? No, you know, exactly. NASA neither. They're, They're not in the need to know bases. Four years, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it's compartmental. Yeah, exactly. And everything's compartmentalized, right? Everything's need is, to know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, the secrets. People always say, "Oh, how can they keep a secret like?" this for so long it's very easy to <laughs> so keep a easy. secret you compartmentalize <laughs> everything and then you send uh, all your tech out to private industry to either back engineer or create and that way because of copyright infringement and patent laws and all of that stuff they don't have to tell you anything about what they've got right um, like i'm a firm believer in the in the in the fact that i mean it may have always been this way there may be secret sex or even you know mac tony's come up with the the cool idea of crypto terrestrials like there may be alongside us, another group of entities that may look just like us, that may be us, but completely separate branch of humanity. Richard Dolan calls them the breakaway civilization. They may have always been alongside us throughout the eons, or they may be a new thing that's developed. But, you know, they, it's Does a very Does that mean, like, who is John Galt? Who, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Does that mean, like, you know, when you say breakaway civilization that's recent, that, to me, is like, who is John Galt? I don't. I'm not familiar with. I'm not even sure what you're oh, talking about. Um, Ann Rand's Atlas Shrugged. It, I don't know if you know. You're the author speaking Anne Chinese Rand. to both of us right now, my friend. Is that the Anne, racist? Uh, no, 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 no. Anne oh. Rand. 
Okay. Oh, and Rand. And Rand wrote a book called Atlas Shrugged. Okay. It's about where all the brightest and smartest people of the states and other parts of the country literally broke away because they were being stifled by government clamping down on patents or stealing the technology that they were creating wow. or just suppressing everything. And they literally broke away to, uh, you know, and create their own little hamlet, their own little civilization where their ideas and technology and everything can flourish. Yeah, well, I mean, call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever you want to call me. I don't really care. I mean, it's just a very simple formula. You have a really well-oiled, greased machine that produces an enormous amount of not only money and wealth, but a lot of belief. There's a lot of psychology and sociology in, involved with the machine as well. And if you can continue to perpetuate that in, in the Edward Bernaysian fashion to keep people uh, hypnotized and, and illusioned to you know, what the left hand is doing, then the right hand can go off and do whatever it needs to do. If you look, I mean, either Ben Rich, this is the former CEO of Skunk Works, Lockheed Martin, was a plant or insane or else he was for real when he did his lecture tour in retirement with all the universities and said that we have the technology to take E.T. back back home into the stars, but it would take an act of God to put that power back in the hands of the public sector. I mean, this I'm totally down with the whole idea that this is this is a well-funded oiled machine. No one's accountable for the money. There are no countries, flags, or borders anymore. It's all a big illusion. It's a dog and pony show that we're all involved with. Very Orwellian, the way I say this, and it sounds really depressing. But I think that's the way it really goes down. They present the media the way they, they want us to see it, and then do whatever the hell they want on the side because they have the money, the power, the means to do it. However long it's been here is another question. What exactly yeah. they're doing is another one because there is no finite answers to the infiniteness of where you can go with all this stuff in this day and age. No, there really isn't. And there really isn't any answers. Uh, scientifically, there's no answers. There's no proof no. Uh, of a lot of the stuff. And, you know, it, it, just like religion, and we're not going to get into religions conversations, don't, don't, don't worry. Uh, but just like religion, a lot of ufology stuff is based on faith. That's true, except I hate it when people ask me, you know, do you believe in UFOs? And it's like, well, what are you talking about, belief in UFOs? UFO means unidentified flying object. Are you asking right. me if I believe in space beings? Like, no, I don't believe in a Barry Gibb god sitting on a throne or something, right? With his big what? Bald, white a god with a, with a white beard? You don't believe <laughs> <Yeah>. in that? <laughs> you know, like this whole belief that, like, if you line up all the facts and follow the money, all signs point to... This is what's going on. You just can't nail it down because everything's compartmentalized and everything's hidden so well and no one's leaking yep. and you know people cover their tracks left and right. Like that's the whole problem with this field too. And if you find anyone in this world that says this is exactly what's going on, you got to go the other direction because no one yeah. knows exactly no what's one, going exactly. on. No one exactly. But we can only yep. kind of sniff out where we think it may be or where it may lie. Yeah. That's no, kind of where I I've come to on it anyway. I completely agree. Anybody who tells you right off the bat that they have all the answers are usually the biggest liars. Well, science, <laughs> science, yeah. science is one of the biggest dogmas about oh, that. Oh, sci right? science is and one of religion, the biggest liars. Like, yeah. You know, and they're always like, well, no, that's impossible. It's, yeah. it's, this is the way it is because this is the way it is. And then it's like, you know, 20 years later, someone proves it wrong, but it takes another 100 years for anyone to change the history books because we have to wait for those right. people to die, right? Max Planck said it best, you know, the normal Nobel Peace Prize winner back 
you know, early in this, I think in early 1917 or 1920 when he said that great ideas don't happen overnight, which you, you, it sucks. You have to wait for that entire generation to die before the newer generations adopt those ideas and run with it. And it sucks because our human yeah. lifespan is so short that I'm very impatient about this kind of stuff because I don't have... <laughs> Yep. an entire lifetime to live and die to see it. And maybe in the other side, I'll figure that out if there is another side, right? But I kind of want to find out now, and that's the hard part to deal with, is knowing that this stuff is, you know, people always look for disclosure with a capital D, but disclosure is happening with a little d all around us all the time if we pay attention yes. to science, right? The news and the media is constantly created. It's not, it's not researched and found out for the most part, right? Mass media... They, Oh, I think we lost Justin there, and uh, let's I'm see. still here. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Yeah, it's just Justin's uh, internet dropped there for a second. No, but I'm, you know, I know where he's going with that, and you know, social media plays a big part in that. Also, uh, social media is very important, actually. Uh, but let's oh, do this. Cool. Let's take a let's take a uh, let's take a quick commercial break because we actually do for a break anyway. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back uh, in a couple minutes uh, from the break with more Justin Brown right here on Skywatchers Radio. Stick around and call us in seven eight six two four five eight one. We'll be back on the other side. Team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more superman homepage.com 
Now Comic Book Service, where you can save 40 to 75% off on new comics, collected editions, graphic novels, action figures, statues, and other one-of-a-kind items from DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Boom Studios, Top Cow, Dynamite, and many, many more. Go to www.dcbservice.com for easy ordering and fast delivery. Or you can visit our brick-and-mortar location at 10202-C Coldwater Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana. DCBS, welcome home. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to PSN Radio, the best in talk radio anywhere on the Internet. All right, everybody, we're back on all glitch-free radio on the Dark Matter Radio Network. This is Sky Watchers Radio with Angel Allen and our guest, Justin Brown. And again, uh, guys, we have the coolest phone number around. Please call it and join the show and call us and ask some questions. 786-245-8127 is the number. That's the call-in number. Please use it, or you can find us on Skype by looking up PSN Radio. Again, Justin Brown from Unified Field Radio. And, uh, you know, you went on a nice little rant there, and I thought you were going to go into uh, social media, but uh, you got cut off. I I guess the powers that be, maybe the New World Order, the Illuminati, uh, maybe the people that killed Tupac or Biggie. I don't know. Somebody (laughs) stopped the connection my friend, and you just died worse than Vanilla Ice's career for you know, the, uh, the, the hey, entirety of the civilization. Other, I just saw him last weekend, actually. Wow. Well, he's still working. At, yeah, he's working at South Beach uh, at a bar. Anyway, he's a nice guy. No, he, but, was, uh, he was performing at Bike Week, actually. Oh, was he really? These were, yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, I kid, but actually, Vanilla Ice is paid, man. He actually does a lot of shows and stuff, so. Yeah, he's cool, really, man. He's like, yeah. he's, you know, when he does his interviews and stuff, he's down with the lovely note. He knows he was a cheese ball back in the day, and he, oh, yeah. he runs with that. You know, it's funny that we that we bring up uh, that I bring up in the because I actually saw a documentary on him not long ago, and he really does admit that he was cheesy. Yeah, he knows, you know, but he got paid. But he got paid. Of course, cheesy, and he still does. He sells on concerts, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and now he's working uh, doing commercials for macaroni and cheese. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect casting Peter. for Finalize. Yeah, That's perfect awesome. casting for him. But you were on a good rant. Yeah, uh, man. Let's let's revisit that because you know I want to give you a chance to continue because you did get cut off. So here's uh, the crazy you know, part. Here's the crazy part. Pick up part. where you were. Literally, I swear to God, it feels like I went into a time slip there because it seemed flawless for me. Like you kept talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's the weird part. I didn't hear anyone say nothing's going on. You know, look, Greg. I didn't get a. I didn't see anything. Anybody calling me back. Anyway, what I was saying was, I think I was talking about the role of the media in 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 you know in today's world, correct? Um, where yeah. you know almost anything in our lives can be fabricated. Um, the media, for instance, you know most of these big media outlets. I mean, last time I heard, ninety percent was owned by Rupert Murdoch, one person, and one media conglomerate. When all of those guys, and these are major media papers, I'm, I'm talking about the entire globe, and they all get their stories essentially from the AP, the Associated Press, and then they run with that, and there's not a lot of real research or journalism that goes on anymore. The media is created. It's very Orwellian in, in a way, 
But right. I mean, we have to be aware of the fact that you have to be very careful about about where you put your faith and what in, in what you believe in and what you know what news you're going to run with. We live in an in, in a in an infinite world, and it's not finite anymore. Um, I, I totally believe that. You know, there are agendas in play here that have nothing to do with us. And I don't know if I'm repeating myself here or not, but I think that there's a really well-oiled machine that works very well at generating a lot of money and public opinion, very Edward Bernaysian, um, about the power of persuasion with the media, mm. hypnotism and advertising and how we feel about ourselves in the world. The left hand is doing this while the right hand is doing that. And ufology is, is, is a part of that whole thing, right? Everything is a part of this and in, in a way that you can't really throw the baby out with the bathwater in a lot of sense. Did, before I got cut off, did I, was I mentioning Chris O'Brien? I think you were leading into Chris O'Brien, but you hadn't gotten there yet. Okay, so I want to talk about that real quickly because here's a guy along with like Jacques Vallée and Micah Hanks mm-hmm. who are very fresh and they're still young. I mean, you know, Chris, I think, is in his 50s. Mike is in his 30s. Valet is older still. But they have these amazing ideas that I think we really have to... And Mac, even, for instance, before he went on to the kind of new-agey kind of momentum of things with the abduction phenomenon, um, this idea that the UFO phenomenon is so big and so vast and so strange. There's so many weird trickster elements to it. There's a lot of, it's not just a nuts and bolts Stanton T. Friedman spaceship with aliens from Alpha Centauri coming here. We're talking about like orbs, interdimensional sort of situations, crypto creatures, uh, skinwalkers, werewolf so creatures. USOs, hollow earth. USOs, my, and, and, and my favorite, my favorite one, Batsquatch. Batsquatch, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's, it, That's my favorite one. Best watch. But these guys are saying, you know, this is, and this is a really great an- analogy or metaphor for the way life is right now is that there are so many strange and weird elements to the UFO field that I don't think we're dealing with one answer. We're dealing with a plethora of answers. And it's not just aliens, it could be interdimensionals, crypto terrestrials. And a big part of this, I, I heard uh, uh, Chris Stiles just wrote his, his book, Stalking the Herd. Um, with a gentleman, his name slips me right now. I feel so bad for it because he's a really amazing researcher, and he was on the Paracast there recently. Not to mention another show, but um, anyway, he was saying that he's got this whole theory about the UFO phenomenon, where he thinks that it's possible that the Earth itself is a sentience. Now, hear me out. Like Gaia isn't just a theory, or you know, uh, something we get from native mythology, but it's playing with our consciousness on a continual level to, to help us move and evolve and think about new things. And that's why the phenomenon always eludes us only by a few decades. Before it was angels and demons, gnomes, goblins, fairies. It was people in airships and bow ties coming down a rope ladder to ask right. for directions to go back up and fix it. And then it became flying saucers. You know, and now it's orbs, right? It's not physical anymore. It's orbs, and it's almost like his theory is that the Earth itself is always psychologically preparing us, a, re- a product of the Earth, to evolve and move faster and further until, like a seed or a flower, we leave the Earth and seed the rest of the universe in a perpetual cycle of life. And if that's not one of the coolest theories you've ever heard, I don't know what is. But this is it's what we're nice dealing theory. with. I love it. There's, there's so many different angles. I'm not saying that's the be-all end-all. What I'm saying is we have to keep our mind open because there's a lot of strange elements 
to the UFO field that don't make any sense. And it's not just about nuts and bolts aliens. I think that's a great metaphor and analogy for life itself. It, it, it is, but here's where it still could be nuts and bolts aliens. And um, it, it could be. It could be all of it, right? No, but check this out. It, you know, let's go back 2,000 years, right? Uh, an alien craft coming out from the skies. You know, 2,000 years ago where there's no reference to alien ships, flying vehicles of any kind. Exactly. Uh, they don't even know that the Earth is round at this point, right? What is that going to look like to them? Supposedly. A chariot in the sky. Exactly. They don't know They don't know any other reference, so they're going to call it what they think it is. Uh, if, if an alien is abducting a person 500 years ago, where they don't even know about planes or, you know, they don't know, they don't have a concept of aliens. They, they know religion and they know the spookiness of voodoo and all kinds of different, you know, stuff that has been out there for maybe a couple hundred years or a thousand years mm-hmm. or 5,000 years. You know, the little religious stuff that people might know. And an alien is trying to abduct them like they do. You know, they go into the room where they're sleeping at night and they have the sleep paralysis. They wake up and they see little beings. What is this person going to think? I'm being attacked by demons. Holy yeah. crap, demons are in my house and they're trying to kill me because yeah. they don't know any better. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. going to have that reference that is no. an alien from another world. So it could still be, you know, extraterrestrial nuts and bolts crash that came down Indeed. and did something. But it's the the reference of the person is having the interaction with the being that they just are in a time period where they don't know any better. That's it's the, like yeah, the, the cultural it's the ignorance of the, of the person. Moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now we're at a certain point where we know about flying crafts because the Wright brothers gave us airplanes, right? Yeah. I mean, there's evidence that there are other people working on airplanes besides them, but we always credit the Wright brothers. So we know about airplanes. You know, we know the government has stuff in the skies. You know, we see stuff flying around. Uh, there's certain things that, you know, we know of already now. And with that and with the popular topic of ufology and, and aliens that has been popularized because of the media, because of the movies in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you know, this is a very popular subject now. Now our point of reference is no longer, well, demons or anything. Now we're looking at it like, well, it comes from the sky and it's not from this earth. Well, geez, that's an alien. Now we get that reference because yeah. now we, we could put that together. Because, you know, entertainment, and this is, you know, there, you know there's a good piece of evidence that the, the worst creation ever made was the TV. And there's also some evidence that it might have been the best thing ever created because it gave us TV, gives us, you know, movies at home that we could just sit there and watch and entertainment and stuff. The cinema is great, but it also helps to culturally change the dynamic mm-hmm. of the way people think. And, they, and they've been injecting the subject of aliens and UFOs for the last, you know, 60, 70 years. It's become a very popular topic in the film industry. And that is conditioning the world to think differently of whether, you know, what their sightings might be. So, again, it was not to say that, yeah, 500 years ago they thought they were demons, but now we know better. And, you know, we kind of understand things a little bit differently. And then, again, it was not to say that maybe they really are demons and the yeah. aliens are demons. <laughs> yeah, and we're all being yeah. fooled and it's all one big masquerade and yeah. we're all just a bunch of silly bastards the being fooled by the devil. Yeah. Who knows? I know. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I totally agree. I, I mean, this could be. I mean, this could be one factor of many. Could be the extraterrestrial presence. Could be maybe an underlying theme of what's going on. But we're still having weird things happen every day. Strange cases being reported that are completely out of the ordinary. Like, what is this whole orb phenomenon? This is constantly happening. I mean, is this is this something that's just slightly outside of the cultural identity of the time? I mean, that's why I talk about that. Um, that Gaia kind of hypothesis there mm. of sentience. Um, there's all you know. Even the Skinwalker stories are still happening. You know, with Bigelow buying the ranch down there, people seeing werewolves, strange things that shouldn't exist, Sasquatches around yeah, but UFOs. How, how much? Of, how much is and, that a product? Is a product of reality, and how much of that is a product of moonshine or 
drugs or 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 a product of i know i know but the stories (laughs) still exist right they're still popping up there's they've all but they and they also go way back down where is the skinwalker ranch where is it again I have no idea where it's the Midwest somewhere, isn't that? I don't know exactly where. Yeah, it's somewhere in the Midwest. Is yeah. it in one of the states where pot is legal? Maybe they're growing <laughs> there, and yeah. and and it's just they're doing the campfires instead of using the regular wood logs. They're throwing in the hemp. They're getting high from that, and then you, they're you can't get high from the hemp. <laughs> I'm not calling bat squatch on that theory, Alan. I'm no, not going to call it. I, I, that's a I'm good trying here. I'm trying. You know? That's a good. Ranches, no, I'm giving you props. That's a good theory. That's a good. Skinwalker one. Ranch is very strange, though. I mean, Bigelow has taken an, an enormous interest in the area. There's a lot of paranormal activity that's been going on there that has been. Yeah, going but on. How, how, video, how much is it legitimately documented? Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to see. No, it, you, look, I, I forget a that, hold on. Forget a, forget a video. Forget a video because you could hoax videos. Uh, you know, there has to be uh, if, if there is some kind of a Sasquatch. Kill the bastard, bring the body to the media, and let's dissect it scientifically, and let's find out if these things are real. You know, there's been no real evidence. Somebody says, oh, yeah, I got some hair. That is proven to be a wolf or something, wolf hair. Uh, Guy said, oh, yeah, I got a body in in a fridge. It turns out to be a a suit with some meat in it or whatever they put in it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying Sasquatch exists at all. I'm just saying the reports are still coming in. Well, yeah, no, you're always going to get reports, but and this is where I went, you know, where, where I was talking about earlier, the psychosis in ufology and in fields like it, where people see a, a, a way to make a name for themselves or a way to get some attention, and they they use it to do that. And like those two guys who got busted uh, hoaxing the Sasquatch in the fridge, yeah, you know, these guys are just out for attention. That's all that was. And that you know, if there is a Sasquatch out there somewhere, you know, how do you believe it when everything that's come out has been fake, fraud? You know, footage. I mean, nothing yeah. is legit. That's the that's the bad part. You know, if if you want to convince me there's a Bigfoot out there, get a shotgun, shoot the bastard in the head, and bring me the body. I'd I'll love, believe I'd you. I'd love then. to see it. I mean, I've seen some pretty weird pictures from over the years. A lot of them blurry and sh- and you know not very good. But yeah. I've seen one from the turn <laughs> of the century that was yeah. pretty interesting. It looked like a big you know nine foot tall skinny monkey. I don't know what the story <laughs> is on that one, but anyway, I don't know about Sasquatch, but I mean. Um, here's the question I pose to you. With all this technology we have, um, why aren't we having any fantastic UFO footage? And some people would say, well, we do have it. And it's like, well, most of it's CGI, I'm sure. Yeah. But the question yeah. is, is, here's the thing, is if we have all this technology and all these people and the reports are still coming in and constantly coming in, it just seems that there seems to be a component to this phenomenon that eludes us constantly, almost like on purpose to they because they don't or it won't let us find it. it but it's always there and that's why i think that there's something much bigger going on than possibly just extraterrestrials it might be extraterrestrials but i think there's a bigger angle to this and and you know throwing the extraterrestrial thing down there is just a little too easy for what's actually going on no, I kind of agree. In fact, looking back at that Bill Clinton uh, interview on Jimmy Kimmel, his body language, and I sent you a link, I don't know if you saw it there on Skype, Justin, and I put it on our Facebook account also for anybody listening who wants to see it. Um, his body language is so telling of what he might really know compared to what he's saying that he saw or he knew uh, when he was asked about it, you know, especially the one part where he's asked, if, you know, you found aliens, would you have said something, you know? And he's like, oh, definitely. Immediately. But he says he when he says it he breaks contact and he looks down. That's a telling tale that you're lying. 
Yeah. A lot of times, or you're stressed and you don't, you're answering, you know, yeah, something depressed. that you don't want to answer. You know, and there's so many little tale, like telling tales of, of his body language that really they dissected it on this video, and it's brilliant. By the way, this is on Open Minds uh, the yeah, website, cool. OpenMinds.tv. One of the best. And um, and I put it on uh, our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. You can see it right there. Is a picture of Bill Clinton. They yeah. dissected the uh, interview and they go point by point where he either seems stressed or he seems like he's flat out lying or he's just misleading. And then when he's jolly and happy again, how that comes off as he's finally being honest about something because he's not talking about uh, you know the, the subject in that way or or something that might give him away. Because you know, and you can understand because if Bill Clinton really was interested in the subject and he went to people and and said, I want to know the truth, and he made a point to find out the truth. And let's say he stumbled upon some information that was truthful, and they told him, hey, you can never speak about this, you know. You can't say a word about this, or you're going to die, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, oh, well, okay, I guess I'll keep it to myself, and I won't say that, but uh, <laughs> can I tell Hillary? And they said, no, you cannot tell Hillary. You know, oh, come on, uh, Monica? Can't tell Monica either, but, uh, Bill. Uh, who can I tell? Can I tell Chelsea? She's a little girl. No, Bubba, you can't tell anybody. And then he just stayed quiet for all these years, and he hasn't said anything. But, you know, if he's in an interview like with Jimmy Kimmel, you can kind of like tell that he wants to tell because deep in him, like yeah. I think he really is a fan. And he, if he Me knows, he, he is dying to tell something. And you can tell in that video that he's dying to say, you know what? I did find something and there really are aliens out there. And he's just itching to say something, but he just couldn't. And at one point, Jimmy asks, asks him again if he would tell the world, if, you know, if there were aliens, if he found something. And he's like, yeah. And when he says it, he looks down and he actually says no, with his but he's saying yeah, but he's yeah. saying yes with his head. I know, you know like he, he's know. doing like a counter I, I, answer. Yeah, I immediately thought, totally. thought, no way, no way would he ever tell us. No one, even if he had the power to tell us, he would never tell us. I mean, that's why would he? I know exactly what what. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's that's my very first uh, feeling about that interview. Was wow, he answered that quickly. Was he yeah. prepped for that one or what? Um, you, well, know, you know, we, it, we know that from Grant yeah. Cameron, our you know our Canadian researcher here, uh, from out I think he's from Manitoba. He he has the site Presidential UFO. We know that the Clintons have always been interested in UFOs for whatever capacity. Hillary Clinton uh, was seen reading a, a book about UFOs a few years back in a photograph that was taken that Grant analyzed, and she, you know he knows that she was speaking to someone in the field as well, inquiring about what was going on. So intrinsically maybe bill felt the same way and wanted to know but i don't know what capacity these people know i mean as far as i understand the politicians are just the puppets for a grander scheme right the the tv personalities that we're gonna ooh and ah and google over (laughs) and uh you know and where they are parts of secret societies as part of their initiation which is thousands of years old uh i don't know how much information they would really know but i think it's very little I think it's very little also, but I think, you know, if you press the right buttons and you are in that position of president, mm-hmm. uh, you could use your, your president power to yeah. get certain information. And I'm pretty sure Bill might have found out some information. And, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't scare me that, you know, he might know something that, that maybe he's just dying to tell us. And, you know, I think uh, that there is, uh, again, in that video, there's enough evidence to prove or to point to that disclosure is maybe not that far away because, you know, he looks like he's really like... 
like itching to just say something, and he knows there's something coming. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and I believe that we do have disclosure oh, not that man. far off. There's not much time really left, do. and there's so much to talk about because I'd love to go into like talking about the Vatican and the and the painting uh, Cosmico Umbraccio that was in behind there when the Queen and Barack and everybody met, and talking about the coming age, the third secret of Fatima. And there's just so much mm-hmm. to talk about on the show in so little time. You know, speaking of the Vatican, don't they have a telescope named Lucifer? Yeah, it's an acronym. Yeah, it's like a long-range binocular sort of observation unit. Now, I don't know at some point, like. why didn't somebody in the Vatican say, you know, maybe naming this thing Lucifer is not a good idea? <laughs> because I think they're trying to send signals. I think I think a lot of these groups want to send messages out to people who can understand the symbols and and uh, information that they're throwing at us without being blatant about it. You know, no, to say on. there's Something more going on here than meets the eye. Well, I mean, I don't know. What are they looking for? Demons? I mean, what if we're, what if we, I mean, everyone's looking for disclosure too, but maybe the reason they're not telling us and have never told us and may never tell us because it's, is because it's so terrifying and horrible and there's nothing we can do about it. You know, has anyone ever thought about that one? Sure. A lot of, a lot, a lot of people have thought about yeah. that, but they don't want to think about it. And it's, it's no, been insinuated yeah. in a number of different ways from the Gnostic no, even, Gospels even, to Carla Castaneda. You know? Even something that uh, Stephen Hawkins said not long ago kind of resonates with that, where he said that, look, you, we, not might, maybe, we might not want to know what's out there, and uh, we might not be wanting to send all these signals out there trying to contact aliens. Because, yeah. uh, you know, when a uh, white man had landed on America, it didn't yeah. happen uh, to uh, prosper too well for the Native Americans. You know, they didn't do yeah, too well. exactly. Uh, so imagine think- on a global scale how that would be. I always hope that, you know, um, the universe would be better than stupid white people. But um, anyway, <laughs> I, I said it. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, if you look at the Bible, uh, there's giant white people in the Bible. So. <laughs> That's true. Giant morons, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. flying in space. Not uh, it. I guess depending on the way you look at it, the Sumerian mythology and texts and cuneiform tablets kind of the Nordics, could say the same you know. thing, right, about the giant Anunnaki gods. I mean, yeah. but Mesopotamians were generally not white. But anyway, um, that's true. Yeah, that's a different show altogether. Yeah, like white Jesus. Yeah, right. You know. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Barry Gibb. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, best. you heard about the new uh, Gospel of Barnabas that just showed up? Oh, and isn't that it amazing? Might be authentic. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a surprise, right? But yeah, he was okay. Jesus so Jesus was never married. crucified. No, no, no. no that, oh, that's another one. one. Okay. That's yeah, another one just showed up. Uh, uh, they're calling it the, possibly the. Bar, uh, Gospel of Barnabas, where uh, Jesus wasn't actually crucified. He did not rise up. Uh, <gasps> what? He may have been a man? Yeah. A dissident? Are you serious? What? Yeah. Yeah. No I just way. saw this the other day, and I'm I've like, I've never seen a dissident really? be executed for his political beliefs before. No, never happened. <laughs> That's amazing. What a have revelation. You se- have you ever seen the uh, documentary uh, Ring of Power or Empire of the City? Nope. Uh, no, that sounds amazing, though. I highly recommend it. Anybody who's listening right now, well, not right now, but after the show, um, go to YouTube and put Ring of Power or Empire of the City. It's the same movie. They have two different titles. I don't know why, but I think it was one long title at one point, and then two people split it up on YouTube. And Anyway, it's about a five-hour documentary, but it's worth every minute. Uh, it kind of details a lot of the uh, knowledge that supposedly the Illuminati, the New World Order, uh, the Freemasonry and a lot of the knowledge that is hidden from like the everyday folks uh, was put together in this one very cool documentary where you can actually go 
on you know different places historically and uh, you know different history books and and do your own research and find out that a lot of the information is actually true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff that you can find and there's a lot of stuff that deals with the government and the way the the system is set up mm-hmm. and how yeah. it's set up a certain way. It goes back to the uh, the Queen of England. Yeah, Jesus, yeah it's, it's, the idea of Jesus mythology and religion well, dating back to old ancient it, belief systems in the sun and the moon and all that kind of stuff. No, oh. that, that's zeitgeist. Yeah, but right. This right. is beyond zeitgeist. This wow, is actually yeah. is more when you look at this and, and you start doing your own homework. When I want to reference the Jesus part now, and I don't, we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to make it as quick as possible. But uh, the documentary goes into uh, into Jesus and it lays in pretty thick into who Jesus was. Uh, not biblically, but historically, mm-hmm. and it makes perfect sense when you look at the people around Jesus, like the disciples, their names, uh, Mary Magdalene, who uh, you know a lot of people are saying could have been his wife and his sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now this is all part of like the the history that the Bible doesn't want us to know. Right. There's reasons why. In this documentary, they connect the dots, and it's so brilliantly done that you will. Wow. Just come away saying this has to be true, and who Jesus was was, and I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna break it down to you real quick. Spoiler, Je- spoiler alert. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> uh, and the way the story breaks it down, Jesus was the son of Julius Caesar and Cleopatra. Now, Julius Caesar, if you know your history, was killed in battle in Rome when there was the old Roman Empire. Right, the old Roman Empire that was replaced by New Rome, the New Roman Empire that's controlling the Vatican, controlling everything. Right, mm-hmm. we all know that. Legit. Now, the old Roman Empire went down when when Julius Caesar, J.C., just like Jesus Christ, <laughs> initials. When he died, he had a son with Cleopatra, who was the goddess of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Right. This will make their offspring what the son of two gods, the god of Rome and the god of Egypt, the goddess of Egypt. And Julius Caesar was actually elevated to the status of god when he died because that's what happened in Rome. You would get, If you were a king and you were, and you were killed in battle, they automatically elevated you to, to the status of a god. So their offspring being the god of the gods, the son of the sun, right, which was the reference to Caesar Caesarian, or little Caesar, not the pizza pizza guy, but that character is actually based off of Caesar Caesarian, who leaves at the age of 10, disappears because Cleopatra sends him away because she's afraid for his life because Octavian, the stepson of of Julius Caesar, wants to take over Rome. And he knows the only heir to the uh, throne is little Caesar, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes on his quest to kill little Caesar. This is when Cleopatra sends him away with a peasant couple, ironically named Joseph and Mary. Uh, how ironic that is. This is historical also. So he she sends him away to go and grow up outside of Egypt and outside of Rome, somewhere far away where Octavian can't find his boy. In the history books, there is reports that maybe Octavian found him and had him killed. Nobody really knows the, the authentic story. But there was a man who traveled the Mediterranean and, and traveled and, and studied with the Buddha, the Dalai Lama, or studied about the Buddha with the Dalai Lama and, yeah. and Buddhism and all that stuff. That's also historical. They named yeah. him Joshua. Or Joshua. Yeah, or Yeshua, yeah. Right. This person follows the same chronological timeline as Little Caesar. If you look at the timeline, it's identical. They're off maybe by 10 years, and that's and that Pretty is close. due because uh, it's due because of the time gap between uh, year zero and year one. Yeah. Nobody really knows what the time gap, if it would happen automatically or when yeah. did it really start. There's no record keeping. So who knows exactly. But they're off maybe by 10 years, if that, on the timeline. So it's very, very close. It could be this very same person. Now, the, time, the, the story goes that the person comes back, little Caesar comes back to Rome to reclaim his father's throne at the age of 30. Sounds familiar, <laughs> right? Interesting. And when he comes back to reclaim his father's throne, 
on Rome, he finds Octavian taking over, and he, you know, he can't do much about it because he doesn't have an army, and Octavian has the Roman army. So he creates his own religion in mythology, and he used the religion to create the new Roman Empire, oh, which eventually crushed the old Roman Empire, and that's how the new Roman Empire came to be, which also correlates to the time period where there is no mention of Jesus historically in any record kept from, you know, even the crucifixion. None of that stuff was ever kept. The first stories of Jesus were actually told, I think it was like three or 400 years after the, the supposed crucifixion. Let's just leave it at that. Um, the supposed crucifixion of Christ. It was like three or four hundred years after that fact that the first stories came out. Why is that? Blasphemer. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Watch the watch a documentary. Sounds it, amazing, it, man. When like you that. when you watch this doc, I've seen it like ten times, and it's a five hour documentary. Wow. But I highly recommend it again. Empire of the City, Ring of Power. Look it up. Uh, when you see the Jesus connections, you're going to be like, "Holy crap! That's we've cool. been fed a lot of lies. Uh, this is." Legit, and again, when you go do your own homework, and this is what's beautiful about the internet, what I love about the internet, and it, it gives you the outlet to be able to say, okay, who is this person? You type it up, and you're going to get all kinds of results. And I'm, I'm not saying go to Wikipedia, people, because anybody could, doc, you know, could doctor know. Wikipedia. But there's di- different places online where you can get historical information that is legit. You can use the library, go to the library, and look at some of your history books about Rome, and you can no see way. that Julius Caesar really had a, a, a half son with Cleopatra. This stuff happened. That's There's intense. mythology. Yeah, that's really There's cool. There's mythology. The Bible is nothing but a reworks of other histories. Oh, and over made and over again. I know. I mean, some of the stories the in there are ancient. Like a lot of the stories in, in the Bible itself come from Sumer. In the of course, the, yeah, the Canaanite yeah. tablets tell the same stories about the flood. Uh, you know, trials of Gilgamesh. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, Justin, we're almost out of time. We're almost uh, at the end here. We have only a few more minutes. Uh, this has been an awesome uh, show, man. I really loved uh, oh, yeah. talking uh, with you, and I have to have you back on here again. I know you're going to start pretty soon on PSN on your own show, uh, Unified yeah. Fields Radio. I'm so hyper and excited about that, man. I, I'm bouncing off the walls, man. I can't wait for you to get on that show and start it up. It's going to be awesome, and and this is what you guys uh, can expect. This kind of talk on his show, maybe not as intense as. The Jesus stuff there at the end. I'll but get crazy. I'll get crazy. You'll get a little. You'll get. It gets a little nutty on this show. Uh, give the audience uh, your links and stuff so they can follow what you have online now and when the show is going to come back on. Obviously, it'll be on PSN Radio, but uh, your website so everybody can go on there and start checking your stuff out. Yeah, I'm on unifiedfieldradio.com. It's a bit of a mouthful, but if you can't spell yeah, it, it you should probably <laughs> you shouldn't be there. Uh, unifiedfieldradio.com. There's all the archives from the old shows I did there. I'm also on Facebook at the same handle. And Twitter's Unified Field Rad. I haven't posted to Twitter for a while, but now that I'm going to be coming back to PSN, I should be getting back on the hot wire there. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I know you're always open to uh, have people contact you if they want to be guests and stuff on your show because you're going to be uh, having a lot of good guests on like you always did in the past. So yep. if anybody's listening, any uh, guests who want to be on the show, contact them. And Yeah, contact be, me at contact. Yeah. Go figure at unifiedfieldradio.com and uh, let me know what's go. going on. Send me some books if you have them for promotion. I can get a little background and then maybe we can do a show. That's so cool, man. I can't wait to have you uh, start up your show again. Uh, it's going to be sometime next month or sometime this month coming up, I, I hope. I know. Uh, so we look forward to that. Thank you so much again for spending some time with us, uh, Justin. And, yeah, and it was uh, great we'll, talking with you. We'll talk soon, my friend. Yeah, thank you both. It's been really fun. You're the man. Guys, uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, we only have a, about a minute left, uh, a minute and a half of that. Uh, so I want to thank everybody again who uh, listened to the show tonight. Uh, all 
few hundred of you who listen in. Again, shame on you for not calling in. Like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get like 10 calls, Alan. That's, that's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Justin, yeah, it was great, man. I got a question for him. And I'm going to be like, you know what? Click. I'm just going to hang up on you people because it's, it's just It's going to be fun pathetic. listening to you say, you know what? Click. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start recording the calls. And then when I ever have that guest back on, I'm going to be like, let me play you a clip from a caller they called after I had you last on like six months ago. They had a question. Let me just, you know, bring no, it up. I, actually, I think we should do it the weekend. You know, the following time we're we're up and online. It's like these are the idiots that chose not to call while we <laughs> actually had the guest. So here you get to listen to the first. You know, during during our first segment, we should do, you know, calls that should have came in during the show. Should have, could have, but didn't. You suckers. Anyway, uh, call in sometime. It'll be nice. When we're having a guest on the air, people. But uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, all our friends, again, at TalkStream Live, thank you for uh, all the hard work you guys do over there. Uh, Keith Rowland, the owner and runner of uh, the Dark Matter Radio Network, our chief in charge, uh, the boss on Dark Matter, thank you for uh, doing what you do every week. Uh, for uh, everybody on PSN Radio listening in, thank you all for uh, staying up this late to listen to Skywatchers Radio and Justin Brown, again, for being just an awesome guest on this show tonight. And uh, we'll be back next week we have another excellent show coming up like always on this show I mean that this has been one great show after the other it really has uh, so next week look, you know come back to us we have a huge you know lineup uh, for the next five months of uh, really really great guests so uh, stick around there's more stuff on Dark Matter Radio Network and on PSN Radio coming up after our show is over so good night everybody keep looking at the skies and we'll catch you next time on Skywatchers Radio